Mom? What are you doing here in the middle of the night? You're just in time for supper, dear. You're not my mother. My mother doesn't have buttons. <laughs> Do you like them? I'm your other mother, silly. Now go tell your other father that supper's ready. Hello? Hello, Coraline. Making up a song about Coraline. She's a peach, she's a doll, she's a pal of mine. She's as cute as a button in the eyes of everyone who ever laid their eyes on Coraline. When she comes around exploring mom and I will never ever make it boring, our eyes will be on and welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin. It's best film ever. My name is Ian. And I'm Liam. And I'm Ellie. Hey, and that's what we've got. Georgia is off. Of, she's freezing in the outdoors today <laughs> oh, is what her. she is doing. <laughs> <laughs> she said she couldn't make this one because she was doing a 12-hour shift outside. And I was like, all right. And then I saw the weather and I was like, oh. Yeah, very much you missed. Very much. It snowed yesterday. Yeah, it did, didn't it? In England. It doesn't oh, snow no. much in England. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, and it wasn't even forecast snow. It was just surprise no, snow. No, I drove to work and it was sleeting. And in the mm. 25 minutes just to drive to work, it went from sleet to kind of a little bit of snow. Well, it went from rain to sleet. <laughs> sleet to like, like, like a proper snow. And it always worries me because people in this country have two ways of driving in snow, I've discovered. Number one, yeah. they don't realize it exists. And they just drive like normal. And I'm like, oh, that's scary. That is scary. Or number two, they're so scared by it, they just like stop. And I'm like... That's not helpful either. No. So I was going through a small village and it was garbage day on top of everything else. And it was like it was cl- like both lanes on this on this road because people park on the street and you kind of have yeah. to share one lane. It was just, uh, I don't know how we got out of it. I <laughs> thought we were going to be I – was, I was really thinking I was about to call into work and be like, I'm stuck in a village because it's garbage day. <laughs> we're all going to have to abandon our cars. <laughs> so, that I'd like to see. So such as let it snow, let it snow, let oh. it snow. Tis the season. Busy day today. We recorded a um, a live video podcast it for uh, Pod of Econ, where the V stands for virtual. virtual. Yes, <laughs> and that was on uh, what was it? Unconventional Christmas programs. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I think we've got that up on the Facebook page. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know why I'm saying yeah because I'm not the technical one. <laughs> well, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, just say yeah. It helps. <laughs> so if you go to facebook.com slash bestfilmerforpod, you can take a look at our sort of uh, little thing that we 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 talked about uh, some of the films that typically come up in those conversations with Die Hard and Lethal Weapon and Love Actually and films like that. Yeah. And said, give us our thumbs up or our thumbs down if they are Christmas films or. Not. I'm gonna some say, of them you might be surprised by. Some of them you might be surprised yeah. by. Yeah, there are some points and some ones. And then we finished by just sort of rattling off some Christmas films we just really don't like. Yeah. <laughs> we just went, here's some bad Christmas films. Because coming up soon, we've got our uh, roundtable on the best Christmas films. We have. So please get a hold of us. Reach on Twitter or Facebook. Give us your top five. Your top five Christmas films. Whatever you want. If you want to tell me that... Heck, if you want to tell me Mary Poppins is a Christmas film, I mean, go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to police your list, so one to five, and hopefully democracy works. Yeah. That's kind of the point behind it all. Absolutely. You know, let's not forget. They fly on balloons, though. It's like a sleigh. What? (laughs) They fly on balloons, so it's like a sleigh. Oh, you mean Mary Poppins, they fly on balloons. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. And umbrellas. 
Ella, Ella. Hey, hey. Hey. So it's this time. Thank you very much. If it's your first episode or your 42nd episode, I want to say. 42nd, 40, 42nd. 42nd. Because yeah. 40 was Pirates, 41 was Pretty Woman, 42 is this. And on that note, I was going to bring it up later, but I made a claim last week and I went, Go on. what do you think is the ultimate romantic comedy? Is it Bridget Jones or is it Pretty Woman? Now, we talked about some other films. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, but yeah. I put it out there to the listenership and Ooh. said, what do you think? And by like a two to one margin, Bridget Jones. Really? Bridget Jones over Pretty Woman. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting nah. that at all. Absolutely. Our Twitter engagement tends to be more British heavy. Oh, okay. And so I think maybe yeah. there's that. And also I think there's a, there's a generational gap to a degree. I mean, Bridget yeah. Jones is 11 years, 12 years, 13, what was it, 2001, 2003, yeah. something like that. So it's a good tw- 12 years. Let's just split the difference. 12 years between Pretty Woman and that. So. And three movies, so... And it, it, it is a franchise, yeah, yeah, and as opposed to Pretty Woman, where it's I think this one off. Some people may may not, you know, it's nineteen ninety, yeah. It's got some, it's got some, 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 some holes in it, some issues in it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As we addressed. So we talked about that, yeah. We addressed addressed. It was the only thing dressed in that movie, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so um, excellent. So places we charted, we like to do this. I'll go through them really quickly. We've got the United I States, like Great Britain, Canada, nice Australia, good the Germans. Back in the charts, Japan, mm-hmm. uh, Malaysia. I love Malaysia. And we are top 25 in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And for week number four, we are the number one film review podcast oh, in Sierra Leone. Brilliant. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Thank you for I like Sierra to think, Leone. I like to think we got the, the market cornered over there. I like to think so too. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And we're recording this oddly on Saturday, not on Sunday, but it is fantasy football week. It's our second it last week. It's the penultimate week, mm-hmm. if you will, of the regular season. And I'm playing you, Liam. You are. And so and you're kicking my butt. Well, I'm, prediction oh, wise, prediction wise, we don't have any points up yet. At the time, it's funny thing is, the time people listen to this, it's pretty much over. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, Georgia seems to have a, a gimme this week against that song from that movie, Alex, who I think forgot after about week four that he had a team. <laughs> so it's got more holes in it. Than, I think maybe before that. <laughs> so it, it, it's got more holes in it than, than the film we watched today. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick and Ross are playing defining Disney in a game of uh, six versus seven. And then uh, Main Street Finance plays Ellie two versus one. Yeah, Ellie's still on just the one loss. Russ was giving her some love on uh on the on the uh, on the video chat about yeah. uh, Ellie's fantasy football yeah. prowess. Mm-hmm. So I noticed uh, you didn't flash that one up on the screen. <laughs> that came up after we actually went off the air. It came through at that point. So we'd stopped the recording at that point. It wasn't if it had come up in time and I'd seen it. I definitely would have included it because uh, <laughs> I would have. Okay. I, want to, I look forward to when uh, to when I am victorious at the end of the year, <laughs> and I will do a live broadcast just to celebrate. <laughs> and I'll be last. <laughs> you won't be last. That song from that movie. I mean, you, you have to like, just like. I don't think he's going to win another game the rest of the year. He's just not playing anybody. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. okay. There's only two games left, so he's going to be done. Uh, this is kind of a playoff for losers. Anyway, uh, shout-outs really quickly. Uh, Dwayne Smith, who already was bugging me about the Christmas roundtable, and I don't mean bugging me in a bad way. I'm bugging me in a good way. So, Dwayne, yeah. we want to hear your top five, buddy. Hit we us do up. indeed. Uh, Ethan, who said he was looking forward to listening to some VCon and reminded me that the V stands for virtual. I'm like, <laughs> I got this, buddy. Don't worry. Yeah, we do. Uh, the Insanely Dangerous Retro Pod Show. That's a mouthful. That is, isn't it? Uh, talking to us about the unscripted Pretty Woman moment with the uh, jewelry box on the hand. I said, yeah, yeah, we did actually mention that in, did, the, in, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the podcast. But uh, always good to chat movies with someone. Digging in the dome uh, for the third straight week. They're just wrecking us all over the place. So thank oh, you. And that's thanks. wrecking and like recommending, not yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not yeah, like yeah. tearing <laughs> us down. I hate those guys. Let's wreck them. <laughs> 
Uh, it's a musical podcast who says we do very creative Twitter um, shout outs to other podcasts on Fridays. I, I tend to theme them around the film we've just done. Nice. I do, I do, I do. Uh, the Effin Nerds podcast who dug pirates. They called it fantastic, which is awfully kind. I like oh. the Effin Nerds. They do good work. They do. Uh, a new listener, Luke K. Brown, who I did ask hey, if I could share this. Um, Luke went ahead. He was doing his thing on Twitter. I said, try us out. He went, yeah. okay. He went, I really like Back to the Future. I said, can we use this? He said, yes. So that's why I've just done this whole little bit. Oh, yep, nice. There we go. Yeah. And Paul and Griff. Yeah, Paul and Griff. Uh, Griff, whose name is also Paul. Yeah, which was confusing. Was very active in our video <laughs> chat. So thanks a lot, uh, Paul Griff. Not to be confused with Paul from Paul and Griff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spyhards as well, who said we were like their spy bros. Because oh. we've done GoldenEye, so now we're spy bros. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I said they could be Bond, but I want us to be like Alec Trevelyan in like a world where he doesn't turn evil. Oh, nice. And this is that nice relationship between 006 and 007. <laughs> yeah. That's the movie I want to see. I want to see. I just want to see Sean Bean and Pierce Brosnan buddies just yeah, rushing around saving the side day. by side, yeah. yeah. That'd be a great movie. That would be. I'd see mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I would. We need a prequel to GoldenEye now that they're like 30 years old. Yeah. Brosman's <laughs> <laughs> looking rough these days. He is looking rough. Sorry, Chris. Um, so, uh, Ellie, I think this is the part where uh, we need to get uh, you to talk about why, because this is, we're making good. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that Ethan gave us a shout out today because Ethan kind of got us in this situation where we were doing a poll of four different films for Halloween and Ethan was no malice no, intended no. really wanted to see us review Coraline so he kind of put something out there and, and t- tweeted out the Coraline fan base and they ran with it and ruined a month's worth of polling yeah. and we kind of went it kind of defeated the purpose so we said we're still going to we're gonna do the other we did Scream for Halloween we said we will still make good and review Coraline yeah. or we wouldn't have otherwise so as a result that's why we're doing it but as far as why it was selected in the first place Ellie it's up for you to tell us that side of the coin well I don't like horror films despite liking sort of dark themes to certain films, there's something about sort of the jump scares and a horror and things that I just am not a fan of and they really freak me out. Um, so when you asked us to pick a film for, ha- for the Halloween episode poll, I thought what's kind of along the horror genre but something a little bit different and I thought of Coraline and then when I looked it up, I discovered it actually qualifies for best film ever as well um, because it's very highly regarded by critics um, and I haven't seen it for several years but i have seen it once before oh um, had you okay i don't know that quite enjoying it yeah yeah oh, okay yeah just so you can't couldn't see, remember fully see, what see, happened but so had... you chose to watch this for a second time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes okay <laughs> i certainly did <laughs> you'll see why <laughs> but yeah Oh, I I didn't expect Ian to like this film. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's curious. Uh, at the end, can you explain that out? It's not confrontational in any sort of way. I'm just really curious because I, oh, I, I, I think you're probably right. But let's review yeah. it and then say – I'll throw it to you at the end and say, why do you think I didn't – and then we'll see if you can guess the rating I, I give it. <laughs> I can explain right now with my first word of the context if you like. Okay. Um, which is probably a good – because I haven't seen it, Liam, and you haven't seen it. I hadn't, it. no. Okay. So, Ellie, why don't you go ahead and set us up with a little bit of context on the film? The first word. So, I'm looking Caroline forward to this. From, Caroline from 2009 was written and directed by Henry Selick, who also directed Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. That does make a lot of sense. Yep. <laughs> I see it. And you could see that. I think and there's a line that made me realize that you wouldn't like this film, Ian. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's based, although Henry Selick wrote it, um, it's based on a novella by Neil Gaiman, 
um, who is the the guy who also wrote Stardust, which I love, and Ian is not so much of a, a fan of. Yeah, that was bad. Not that you completely <laughs> hated. You didn't I, hate Stardust. I, I didn't did hate. You, I didn't hate Stardust, but I, I, I would. I would. I would. By no means would say I liked Stardust. <laughs> it was a film of two halves for you, I think. But okay. I love Stardust anyway. Um, and Neil Gaiman also wrote that. But yeah, so it was a, a short novel, I guess, a novella um, by Neil Gaiman, and Henry Selick adapted that. Is Neil Gaiman so the same guy? Actually... Is he the same guy who did that David Tennant series or Michael Sheen, Good Omens? Is that Neil Gaiman? That could um, possibly. be. I think that is. He the... wrote a couple of episodes See, of I really, li- well. I really like that, and it does share some similar th- like feels. Like, there's, yeah. bit, there's elements of it which feels like Coraline, as weird as that sounds. So it if it was the same of... guy, it's that wouldn't surprise British. me. British. Yeah, it's yeah. David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he's a British um okay. writer. So he's a, a comic um, uh, graphic novel writer, isn't he? Okay. Yeah, Neil Gaiman. Yeah. So um part of um Selleck's actual writing for this film included introducing um YB as a character. So YB doesn't appear in the original oh, sorry, by yeah. Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Huh. Um so it's produced by I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but Laika, L-A-I-K-A, which is a stop motion mm. production studio. Laika, maybe, yeah. Um, Laika or Laika. Yeah. But anyway, whatever, <laughs> however you pronounce it. Me no Laika, Coraline. No. And so they're a, they're a production company who, as far as I understand, sort of specialise in stop motion production and then do a few other yeah. little bits, but that's kind of their main thing. Um, and this was actually their first feature film in 2009 so they're a relatively new production company i guess so same director but a different production company from nightmare before christmas yeah yeah okay yeah um and it's listed as a dark fantasy horror so mm. definitely <sighs> within the remit of halloween and horror films Does it feel horror to you mm, more towards elements. the end than it, well, and the dark fantasy the yeah i'll give you dark fantasy yeah yeah, yeah, anyway, that's yeah, fine. Elements. It depends who's watching it, maybe. Yep. Um, so they also used a Japanese illustrator, Tadahiro Uesugi. Probably pronounced that wrong as well. Probably. But, um, and Good try, uh, they were the concept, art- concept artist. So um, the main sort of thing I could find that he did was to um, be responsible for the color palettes. So I don't know if you noticed, but between the different worlds... You had very different color palettes. So in the yeah. real world, yeah. it was very Did make kind of gray and yeah. gray and, gray and blue. <laughs> in the yeah, and then in the fantasy world, it's much more Brighter. bright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was something he brought to it. And um, every single object that you see in the film was made specifically for the film, and they used three D printers to make them. So mm. some nice bits of modern technology going on there. Okay. Um, and they had four hundred and fifty people working on the film, and one member. Althea Chrome was solely in charge of knitting the mini clothes, which I think is a pretty cool job. Yeah, it's cool. Wow. Um, so it's, the budget for this film was sixty million. Okay. Whoa. And it grossed. Do you want to guess, or do you want me to tell you? Mm. I think it did that well. I'm gonna say eighty-five. Uh, hundred and ten. Nearly hundred and twenty-four and a half million. Yeah. Okay, so that's not that's too bad. It's money. Yeah, oh, we did yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. doubled its budget. Yeah, and it makes it the third highest grossing stop motion film of all time after Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were Rabbit, and Chicken Run. Oh, it's not a good legacy. 
I'll tell you what, I might not have been big, big on this, but I think I'd rather watch this again than either of those two. I hear Chicken Run's good. I've never seen it all the way through. You don't like Chicken Run? Never seen it all the way through. Is that the one with Mel Gibson? Yeah, it is. I love Chicken yeah. Run. That's all right. They may take oh, our hens. So and I actually prefer, I actually like Wallace and Gromit, but I don't like Curse of the Wear Rabbit. I actually like the short little films. I've seen it. Yeah, well, oh, I have yeah. to teach one of those. Yeah. It's not good. The wrong trousers. <laughs> Maybe, maybe it might be a British thing. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, terrible. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? And also, Coraline was nominated for an Academy Award as well. So oh, wow. that was the best animated feature. I didn't win, but yeah, that would be the one. It would, I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. What did it lose to? I didn't look that up. Oh, actually. see, that's the secret. If you do this yeah, part, you always got to yeah. say because that's the obvious question. Well, what beat this? Yeah. So, what year is this? This is two thousand. Two thousand and nine. It was released. So, would it be the two thousand and ten Academy Awards? Uh, two thousand nine. Mm. Tangled. There's, there's not going to be a big. Is Tangled about ten years old? Mm, something like that, maybe. Oh, up. Up. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I yeah. can't. I didn't mind Ooh, that. Yeah. Over this, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> good shout and is that is that everything are we ready to uh yeah that's everything for now kickstart all right so here we go so um so uh, the film starts and we get the title card and we get uh the buttons lots of buttons we do but and, no benjamin button <laughs> but yeah no benjamin button we got lots of buttons and we get this claw hand we don't really know what the uh well, the significance of this isn't really until later. Mm. It sets a mood, though, and a very, I think, like Ali said before we got, before uh, in the context, very Nightmare Before Christmas. Which I've not yeah. seen, but I, yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah. And what a cast. Yeah. Mm. Big names in this. I'm curious yeah. who's who, because I saw big names, but I didn't necessarily link them. Liam, you looked a couple of them up, but I, I was Well, like, French and Saunders would have been the two. The two, and they, they were really yeah. good. We'll talk yeah. about them when, <laughs> when, they, when, they, when they come up. And maybe each one as we come up, Ellie, if you happen to know who's who, that would be beneficial. Yeah, so... Well, Can, yeah, should, should we just do it as, as, we, as we get to it? Yeah, I think that, sure, that feels yeah. more organic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so um, yeah, I really liked the title credits, the way that they were, like, stitched. The names yeah. were stitched, and then you have the... It kind I of went that. from that and then into... Oh, yeah, so all of the names were in stitching. Oh, were they really? Okay. Um, each individual letter was stitched out, yeah. And then you had... Um, that's when you then went into the unpicking of the doll and kind of remaking yeah. the doll. See, I, I just thought this opening sequence was like the inside of Spike's head from Toy Story. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know as he's like disassembling the toys yeah. I'm like this is Spike this is like if Spike is the good guy this is the this is the opening sequence to his mm, film Yeah. if it was Spike's story rather than Toy Story <laughs> this is what it would be also inside the head of, inside the head of Tim Burton's head yes uh, I was like this is very Tim Burton so oh. so it's very interesting how the aesthetic um, kind of feels very um, Nightmare Before Christmassy Tim Burton-y all that stuff I, I have to say this right off the hop because I can't I, I can't deny this and I won't deny this. This is beautifully animated throughout. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. I cannot fault the animation for a moment. No. And stop motion's not usually my 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 jam. I think we mentioned earlier Chicken Run mm-hmm. and um, Wallace and Gromit, two things I'm not a fan of because they're very clay-y. Um, this is much I, think I really preferred the visual, the aesthetic of this over those significantly. See, I like the clay look. I think it's probably because this one is more modern and they've got those 3D printers making things. So yeah, it probably yeah. gives it a more sophisticated look to well, it. Whereas, I mean, I guess your more traditional Wallace and Gromit is literally like clay, isn't if it? If we want to go back to um, Nightmare Before Christmas, I mean, I believe that's stop motion. Am I wrong? I don't know. I think it is. 
And that was older than all these ones I think mm. we're talking about. Yeah. So I, I think it was. I don't know if anyone's able to look that up. But um, it is, yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, that didn't have that kind of yucky no, clay like look to it. That looked really, really nice. Yeah, and, and maybe, that's from 93. Now, part of Wallace wow. and Gro- Wow. Yeah, that's long ago. Yeah, it's old. <laughs> I'll give some props to that then. Jeez. Yeah. No, um, right. But I, I guess I guess the beauty of stop motion animation is you don't need computers for this. It's just, it's just patience, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I said, part of Wallace and Gromit, I mean the 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 kind of eh look of it is part of the appeal. It's supposed to look low low rent. Yeah, but that's what I like about it. I like that, seeing the, the thumbprints yeah, yeah. and yeah. stuff. And, and the idea, it's almost, you know, it, it's, it's a little rough around the edges, yeah. but that's by design. It's kind of like an yeah. old tea set. It's just kind of is what it what it is. <laughs> there we go. Um, and then, uh, what was the one we said? Chicken Run. I think, again, that was designed to be cartoony, and therefore mm. the roundness kind of played that off. Um, and we've got the sewing and the dolls, we said based on a uh, thing by, by Neil Gaiman. And then I've got, what the f- does it mean and i don't know what i've said about that <laughs> <laughs> oh that was it that was what i meant i think it comes up later i couldn't figure out i knew it was important but the idea of taking the doll taking the eyes oh, out putting yes. new eyes in it i'm like we were like we were having a what is this metaphor i don't yeah. understand this and turn it inside out and stuff was it you who was going is this like death and like when you whatever is this like rebirth or it's weird yeah yeah, and it, it, the big thing I noticed was that they take out the stuffing and fill it with sand, which is a negative. Mm. Mm. Yep, um, it's strange. And then we get introduced to an outside shot of the Pink Palace Apartments, which I thought looked like the house from Beetlejuice. Very much so. Ellie, have you seen Beetlejuice? I saw Beetlejuice like, you know, maybe about eighteen years ago. Now, now ready for this? <laughs> if you had to guess, who directed Beetlejuice? Tim Burton. Tim Burton. <laughs> and I didn't even realize that till now. But yeah, I mean, it looks very um, that it, it looks almost Edward Scissorhandsian. That yeah, one house does. in pink because he's yeah, all about yeah. pink, anyway. Yeah, yeah. That one house in pink on the hill, low angle shot, a little bit gothic, a little mm. bit, yeah, yeah everything. Uh, and we meet Coraline Jones. Now, I believe Coraline Jones is played by Dakota Fanning. I think I have this one yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. And blue hair and a yellow coat. And this reminded me of the girl from Scott Pilgrim. Did you ever see Scott Pilgrim? Uh, I have, but I can't remember too much about it. The girl he falls in love with, and she has like this past of a seven. We should do that at some point because it it qualifies. Oh, brilliant. And it's really cool. It's like a video game aesthetic kind of notion to storytelling. Uh, It's an Edgar Wright film, which is great. Edgar Wright, who did, um, well, he did uh, the Cornetto trilogy. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's shot in Toronto. So there we go. Oh, yeah. Got to have some love for T.O., the T-Dot. (laughs) <laughs> the six, as Drake would say. Um, and so Coraline uh, leaves the house, and this demon cat follows her. And I'm very quickly forgetting this is animated. Mm. Very quickly, I'm just ignoring the animation, and I'm invested. I'm going, and I have to stop myself. And it's weird, because I, I shouldn't have to stop myself. Yeah, But I had to keep stopping myself and just appreciating the level of animation I'm watching. It is very good. Which was hard, because it was ripping me from... But was already not the most easy to invest in narrative, he said. No. He said. <laughs> Just a thought. Yeah. Um, and she throws a rock at a cat. And this is bad because the score tells us this is bad. It goes, first off, she throws a rock at a cat. <laughs> she doesn't know it's a cat. Well, 
she hears a noise from up above her where something knocked a rock down and she thinks she's being spied on so she throws a rock and then she hears the meow and then and it sounds angry and then and she, she runs away away. And she lands in this circle of acorns, and I thought we were going to get some like witchcraft, like right off the start. Oh, wasn't like, mushrooms. Are they mushrooms? Are they mushrooms? mushrooms the way, yeah. It was a circle, so I thought yeah. it was like, oh shoot, this is like some witch thing you're going to walk oh, no, into. No, no. Ian, some mushrooms grow in circles naturally. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But it was like it was like, it was like the only but, circular yeah. patch though on this <laughs> yeah, whole area. Was, yeah. So yeah. I thought this is significant. Oh, I knew seen, it was significant. I've seen enough films like Skeleton Key. Did you ever see Skeleton Key? No, not oh, it was cool. Some, it's one of those really divisive ones. I think I'm in the I think I'm in the minority, and that the oh, critics okay. usually got like, I think it's like 27. percent But I, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really chilling. Yeah, Kate Hudson, one of the few things I think she acts in. Oh, that and almost famous. Almost famous. Almost Brilliant. famous. We've got we've got to do that. Penny Lane. Penny Lane. <laughs> um, she's and, in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she's just looking for an old well, and she's got one of those divining rods, one of those old time wooden divining rods. I've never. I would one day. I just want to use one of those. Yeah. I wonder what it's like when you actually get like water. Underneath, what does that feel like? Hmm. God knows. I don't know. It's worth trying. That's <laughs> right. And she's looking to divine a well. Sorry, Elise, what was that? I said, is it? Is it what? Worth trying. See if it works. Oh, if anything else, it's just this wonderfully agrarian thing yeah. to say you've done it. Like, it's no different than these guys who rent, like, metal detectors and go walk along the beach. Yeah. You know, yeah, at least yeah. you're going for a nice walk with nature. You don't look like an idiot with this giant. <laughs> 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 um. And then this three-eyed, curly-haired guy stops her. Uh, turns out he's a psycho nerd, as uh, we were told. And psycho nerd's name is YB. YB. What a stupid name. Yeah. YB. Why be YB? Why be YB? And Ellie, you said this wasn't part of the book? He's, yeah, his character was written in by... So this is like Hugh Grant um, in Bridget Jones' yeah. The Edge of Reason. <laughs> character is not based in the book actually side note do you know he actually was supposed to come back for Bridget Jones's baby and turned it down because he went you're really not finding a really organic reason for me to be in the third one. Oh, really he turned it down he went none of these seem believable at some point she would surely like cut bait and do you know the weird thing is they leave it open-ended at the end don't they of the third one yeah oh geez i don't want a fourth to, one to say that he's been found oh he did yes yes because <laughs> yeah. he's supposed to be dead and they yeah. went oh maybe he's not dead yeah. So do you think they were going... How long can you do this for? Yeah. <laughs> when Bridget Jones is going through menopause, it's time to stop the franchise. Oh, no, that's, that makes for just a whole other wonderful element. As long as she's still not being and, torn between Colin Firth yeah. and Hugh Grant. And, yeah. But yeah. then again, that was the thing that was missing from the third one big time, mm. was where's Hugh Grant? I miss yeah, my villain. Patrick, Patrick Dempsey. Dempsey, but he wasn't a villain. He was an obstacle, but he wasn't a yeah. villain. Whereas Daniel Cleaver is a, is a villain. Yeah. I didn't like the fact can, they brought him in. Can you tell I'm not – I'm trying to stay away from going back to Coraline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so have you met Miss Jones? Coraline Jones. That's yeah, it's out there. Well Look at that. That's a pretty good that segue. Was. Um, and so YB – now who played YB, Ellie? Um, it was – Robert Bailey Jr. Don't know who that is. No, me either. It's a kid. Mm. Obviously, it's a young actor. Uh, His grandma owns the pink apartments. And he keeps calling her Caroline, not Coraline. Yeah. If my name was YB, (laughs) I think, I mean, seriously, (laughs) if you've got like a bizarre name, I think you more than anybody would know the pain of people getting it wrong and therefore would pay attention to people's names. Do you think, though, because I thought it was called Caroline for a long, long while. 
until we started mentioning it. And that was Coraline. Yep. I was like, Coraline and Caroline. So do you think they did it on purpose so that people do distinguish between the two names? I think, it's just, I think it's just a fun way to establish her character. You know she just mean? looks frustrated when everyone calls her Coraline. Yeah. I mean, Caroline, right? Because I thought it was Caroline until like, we well, start talking like, about it. I'm in Chicago, I hope. I hope I'm in Chicago. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm playing Amos. And the whole play, everyone, you know, Billy Flynn calls him Andy or Alex or, you mm. know, and he's just going to be going, Amos, my name is Amos. And it's this like twitchy thing in the face, right? I think it's the, I think it's the same thing. I think it's a, it, we need a reason. If you're going to create this character, we need a reason why she's okay with the silent version of him later. And this is really oh, okay. low level, yeah, yeah. easy way to go. Yeah, just yeah. shut him up because he can't, can't get my, my, my name right, can he? Yeah. Makes sense. And so um, – and then she goes to YB turns into Why Were You Born? Yeah. I'm like, this His is, name is short for Yborn. Yborn. Why Were You Born? I'm like, this it still doesn't feel great. Mm. I don't know. She felt bullied. Yeah, she was bullying here. Yeah. And I'm like, she, she's my hero? Like, was she, is she supposed to be flawed at the start? Because actually, outside, yeah. of the, outside of this, really? Because outside of this, I really felt nothing but sympathy for her. And I think you have to feel sympathy for her. At the very start, yeah. yeah. But then there's for the decisions that she makes. Where she's just horrible, isn't she? For the decisions that she makes, we have to think she's getting the raw end of a deal. And I think we do think that. Majority. Because I think we're seduced just as much as she is. Yeah. Um, and so he goes, if I were you, I'd wear gloves next time. I'm, I'm, I'm divining for a well. And she goes, why? I says, well, your divining rod is made of poison oak. <laughs> Which was great, and we have rain and a graphic match to the next day. And this film, one thing it did very well was transition from scene to scene using similar images on the screen mm, to, to show the passage of time. Yeah, that was well done. Now it's easier to do that when you're animated. Yeah, of course, because you can just set it up in the exact same location and go. There we go. It's yeah. a lot harder to get human beings and physical cameras uh-huh. in that location, yeah. but such is. Uh, and Mum is typing away on a laptop. Maybe she's taking notes for a film podcast she's on. Uh, Coraline. This was a really hard film, actually. I really struggled with this one, uh, taking notes, because there was a lot more visual going on in this film, I found, than dialogue. Yeah. Usually I can sort of, with action sequences, I can sort of cheat, do my notes and look up, do my notes, look up, as I need to. I really had to go, what just happened? Yeah, you did. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Coraline can't go out because of the mud, but then they're also frustrated that Coraline's around. Mm-hmm. And her mum says, I don't have time for you right now. Yeah. Uh, YB gives Coraline a voodoo version of her. Now, to be fair, Coraline unwraps it, takes the doll, and just drops the wrapping paper on the floor and walks away. <laughs> See, terrible person. Uh, she's not great. Uh, Dad tells her to explore the house because it's over 150 years old. And this, I've seen Land the Witch in the Wardrobe. I know what this leads to. This mm-hmm. is going to lead to <laughs> some sort of shenanigans. Something of magical will be discovered in the house. Uh, there was, and there's some really cool moments. It's, it's hard because for the criticisms, and I'm going to have them of this <laughs> film. There were some lovely moments visually. So, like when she's trying to like, step on the rug, the rug's got like this natural yeah kink. And I think we've all had a rug that has like a kink in it. And <laughs> try and step on one part, and some other part pops up. But to do that with stop motion animation is really difficult, I would imagine. Yeah, and it, it looked really cool. It did. Uh, the leaky windows, and you found out that Coraline is a lefty. Yeah. And I thought that might play into the film. But it didn't. Nah. <laughs> Maybe it – because you think even it would make it diff- more difficult for us to – I don't know. It's an know. interesting choice. It was. Inter- I would be very interested to see whether she's a lefty in both worlds. Oh, is she a righty in the mirror world? Yeah. So something's wrong with her in the one world and she – oh, interesting. Mm. 
Um, there's a boring blue boy in a painfully boring painting. Uh, Coraline then discovers she's lost her mini her or little her or whatever. And uh, then she discovers it and it reveals a C- I shall call her mini. <laughs> <laughs> There's a mashup I don't want to uh, see. No, right? The Austin Powers Coraline mashup. <laughs> um, and it reveals a secret door. And she tries to get her mom to help her because it's locked. And she goes, will you stop pestering me if I do this for you? And I'm like, that's not a huge ask, is it, mom? I'm not being funny either, right? All those keys in that drawer. <laughs> and, that was, and there was a wallpapered over this door. How would you know that key fit that door? To be fair, she's like, yeah, I know which key we're after. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, would have better, it would have been better if you had like the typical like Harry Potter giant ring of keys. Yeah. And she's going through all of them. And she's like, and she's like really, then it's like, okay, this is it. I, I will find you the key and then I'm going back to work. Because then yeah. it feels like that actually would be a nuisance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, if you just bought a house and it was already like, you know, needing a bit of work, would you, would you really start cutting through your wallpaper on the bits that were fine? <laughs> I don't know. Um, it, just because your little kid goes, does this not seem like play. it's does not seem like it's way too much house for this family. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they buying this house? Like dad spends all his time in one room. Mom's in the ki- mom's in the kitchen. This room's got like five hundred. This house is like five hundred rooms, and she's hanging out in the kitchen and she doesn't cook. And they all look so empty. But am I right in thinking that the uh... the other people live like? On a separate on separate floors of the house, so the ladies live. Oh, that's why she's exploring the, the apartments. No, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and it's a house that's been cut up. Lives in the yeah. attic bit, so Fair it's enough. not perhaps as big as it looks. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, she opens the door finally, and it's made of brick. And then she has dinner, and the dolls beside her the whole time, and she's not feeling it. We find out Dad sucks at cooking. Mum refuses to cook, uh, which Your is a really. Cook- I clean and you stay out of the way. Yeah, which is a really interesting kind of metaphor. I mean, is, is this is this a positive measure of family life because dad cooks and mom cleans? Or because what, what we find out the, the sort of other mom will do, mm. which is suggesting the correct way. Yeah, the opposite. It's interesting to see, like, what is, what is the message here? Maybe the message is trying to entice the better life. The thing that looks more traditionally appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, and then we go a graphic match again from like leaning back at dinner to falling into bed. And this movie really respected the poison oak, <laughs> really respected the poison oak. I'm like, man, she still has that poison oak. Yeah. I didn't realize it would be a plot point, but I'm like, well done. Yeah. Most films, it would just be a joke. And in the next scene, it would be gone. Yeah. Uh, Coraline and just a picture of her friends and she misses them, uh, which felt very well in- inside out, didn't it? Mm, Miss my friends, stuck here at this new place, don't want to be here. Um, She says, good night, little me. (laughs) And these little hamster-like creatures, I guess they were rats come out? They're mice. Are they mice? Yeah, but rats in the other world, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the mice have these giant curly tails, like massively curly tails. So they can do acrobatics. Okay. And the tunnel... And she goes back to the, 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 the secret door, and now it unlocks, and the, the ball's gone. And there's a tunnel, and there's wind, and it's like this purple, like, like, it's like, a, like, a, like the wind is like blowing it, like it's a blanket. Yeah. Like it's been so, like, uh, done up to look magical and royal and regal and positive. Mm. I thought it looked like one of those sort of corrugated pipes that you get for dog agility classes and things. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe yeah. a little bit, but it was sort of like, it was like fabric y. Yeah, I guess if it was like, yeah. And there's <laughs> maybe a. Maybe that's what they used. And she maybe. goes in, and now she's in the office again, but now it's a 
happy boy with his ice cream mm-hmm. in the painting. And this is the, like a mirror world. And mom is cooking, or should I say other mother and other father. And they're much more interesting. Yeah. And they've got button eyes. Which is spooky. And other mother is played by Terry Hatcher. Yes. Wait, other mothers? So what about regular mother? I was trying to look that up. I can't. I, I imagine she plays both, wouldn't she? I think she might do. I can't see a I think you have to for her or... to seem like the mirror image. Mirror image, yeah. Yeah. Terry Hatcher. I, think... I saw her name and didn't think about that. She's, if that's the case, she's really good in this. Yeah. Because yeah. I totally forgot that that was her. I, I forgot. I saw Terry Hatcher's name and didn't give it a second thought. Yeah, same. Terry Hatcher is good in everything. Um... And by that, I mean this and Desperate Housewives. Yeah. Um, Lois and Clark, she's Lois all right. Lois and Clark, yeah. Yeah. Seinfeld, she's a guest spot. You didn't see Seinfeld, but. Oh, what's yeah. that Kurt Russell movie? And Stallone. I don't know, but she was in Tomorrow Never Dies. She was. Underwhelming, I thought. Tango and Cash. Oh, she in Tango and yeah. Cash. <laughs> I had a crash she on She does play both yeah, yeah. And then, is the father Ian McShane, or is someone else? No, um, father is John Hodgman. Don't know who that is. Who's Ian McShane, then? I'm guessing he's the guy who is, like, the circus rats. Ah, uh, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, so, mum has... Uh, Mom is cooked, and that's different. And it's our first way of going, oh, wait, mom made a big deal. She doesn't cook, and the food looks great. And there's a real gravy train. Mm. There's a train with gravy on it. There is. I was like, I appreciate that. I want a gravy train. Uh, (laughs) I want a gravy train. This is when you start to go, it's a little bit too good. Just go, anything you, what would you want? Any of the Mango milkshake, and she has it. And you're going, okay, I've seen enough films. Yeah. If you get exactly what you want, this is giving me like second line, which in the wardrobe reference. Yeah. This is giving me like evil, evil white queen and Turkish delight vibes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And so uh, I think it's that idea, and, that, and also the idea that okay, she did barely touches her dinner. Here's the big cake. Here's a mango milkshake. You go nutritionally, not very good. Playing into these other films that have taught us these ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and mum uh, wants to go play a game in the mud, which again is the complete opposite of regular mum. Uh, Coraline wants to go home to mom number one and go to sleep, though. She doesn't want to go to sleep in the new house. She's going, it was nice to visit, but I really want to go back. But they take her upstairs to her other room, and she goes to sleep. And in this other room, even the picture of her friends, they have button eyes, and they're, like, Mm. speaking to her. Yeah. Um, Like Harry Potter. Like Harry Potter. And she goes to sleep, and then she wakes up in the regular home. And something this thing did well is I was disappointed she was in the regular home, as was she, I think. Yeah. 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 But her poison oak... It's had gone. It's gone. That's the part I don't get. So how can they have some sort of manifestation powers? If we get the idea of the mirror world, whatever it is through their other world, is all simile. Sorry, simulation is all is all fake, is all yeah. tainted. How does it or actually cure her legitimate poison oak? Mm, unless it's showing you the transition of her falling for the fake world. And this is the start of it. Like if she, I don't know if she looked and she didn't have the poison oak in the other world, but wakes up and it's back with her. You go, Oh, I need to yeah, go back you, there because I'm, I'm, I'm free of this. I, stuff. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. I didn't understand why that carried over. I thought that suggests that it's not just fake, that there's something real about it. Plot placebo effect. <laughs> Pardon me? Placebo? Placebo effect. I think, I think, I think we want to call this plot hole effect. Plot That's what hole, we want to call it. Number one. Yeah. If you want to go down the route of it, the mud in the other world didn't cure her, you could just say that the time has done and it's just gone down overnight. No, but she looks at it like it was the link between the mud she was given and this working. Yeah. That's what the film has told us. Because yeah. it didn't get a little issue. Oh, it's, it's almost gone. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, she's like, wow. <laughs> um, 
she runs um she goes to see her mom and mom says go visit the neighbors and this is only important because it introduces us to the characters that we're going to need to see for the rest of the movie yeah so there's three times we meet these characters and this is the first time through for all of them so we meet the amazing Bobinski or Mr. B because he already knows he's already amazing <laughs> and this is from my old lodger I guess this is Ian McShane Ian McShane. Ian yep. McShane, who used to rent a room off us sporadically when he was filming Lovejoy and Barry said Edmonds. He was. He, he was. He, yeah. he, he rented a room off, off of us when we, when we managed the oh, pub really? and Barry said Edmonds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Insisted everybody call him Shane. <laughs> really? Yeah. So for, for years I've been watching like Ian McShane's career with like great interest going, I remember walking down Barry and going, hey, he's there. My friends go, yeah, yeah, he's there, whatever. There's pictures and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. There's talks of doing a a, a a re not a remake but a, well they're not redoing Lovejoy yeah but not with McShane well I guess he'll do cameos because um, okay you would bring him back obviously wouldn't you to anybody from America or anywhere else around the world because it really only played in Britain and then like on like kind of like PBS like artsy kind of channels in America and Canada yeah uh, PBS or or A&E. Uh, Lovejoy is a film where Ian McShane, who would be – he was Blackbeard in um, Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean yeah. where he was a antiques dealer. Antique dealer, yeah. Who somehow also ended up like almost like a little MacGyver. He got himself in these like weird situations and have to yeah. get himself out of them. Like, he was and he was like, also he was slightly never, dodgy, wasn't he? he? Oh, he's like a little bit – He was like, <laughs> a bit of a Del Boy. He, he was a little bit of a Del Boy. He was a little <laughs> bit of a – What's in the back of your van this week, Lovejoy? <laughs> yeah. oh, fell off a truck, it did. <laughs> and there's something distinctly, especially now that I've moved over here, there's something distinctly British about Lovejoy. I mean, that sounds yeah. stupid, but yeah. there's something that's very unique to the British um, cultural sort of TV history and also the sort of British experience. I mean, yeah, he's a yeah, bit, yeah. he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a grifter. Yeah, just a bit lovable rogue, lovable rogue, very much lovable rogue. Yeah, yeah. And somehow, like he had that curly black hair, and women found him like ridiculously appealing. They did, didn't they? Do we have to go back to talking about Coraline now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was trying to keep it off on the table. Yeah, I know. Appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, and so uh, the mice, uh, he's got a problem because the mice don't play Oompa, he says. The mice, um, the mice aren't, they're, they're, they're too meek for the music he needs them to be. So he's trying to train them up, yeah. I think. Uh, and the mice tell her, don't go through the little door. And I'm going, I don't understand this world at all because the mice can talk in this in this regular world, but, but other think, animals can't. Didn't she think the cat talked in her world to start? Did she think it talked? I didn't catch that. I, I was so. waiting for the payoff for that the rest of the film. Because she says when they go to, she goes to the other world, she goes, oh, you talk in this world, but you don't. Yeah, because that's the mirror world she talks in. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she said it because I'm sure at the beginning. I think she knows the cat's got personality and has is communicating, but just can't do it through speech. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think I heard the mention. Oh, that's why we'll we'll we'll, we'll get to that. I know exactly how to explain what we're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. With the mice, though, it's Mister B that says that they've given him a message to give to Coraline. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, and he says, but they keep calling you Coraline, which is silly because your name is Caroline. <laughs> that's quite clever. Um, and um, also, just just wanted to mention that Mister um, B gives her a beat to make her strong. And she throws it away, also proving she is not a nice human being. What, a B-E-E-T? Yeah. I'm not going to eat a beet. I hate beets. 
I hate beets. She tossed it off his balcony. I hate beets. She didn't take it home and okay, put it in the fair enough. Yeah. or take it to her mum and go, I don't want this, but if you'd like to cook with it, then please feel free. Or What's her dad, beet? sorry, because he's one of the beet, like, like beetroot. Like beet, <laughs> oh. Yeah, like B-E-E-T. Yeah. It's like red. It dyes your cream uh, lettuce when you put it yeah, on your, yeah, yeah. On your And the beets plate. come back later on as well. You're going to have to tell me about this because I missed another that. Another reason why I brought it up. It's right at the end. Uh, then we uh, find out we, she goes to visit the two sisters, Miss Spink and Miss Forcible. Is that right? Yeah. And there's no whistling in the house, which was a really cool, like, uh, welcome, Matt, but it didn't pay off in any way. No. <laughs> but it was all right. And they read her tea leaves. And that was a fun thing because they both want to sort of interpret her future, but they can't agree on it. And Whether one, it's a hand or a giraffe. A hand or a giraffe, but, but the, 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 one, the, the message we do sense. get across, yeah, the message we do get across is she's in serious danger. Mm-hmm. And there's a peculiar hand. It is, isn't it? Which does actually tie in. Yep. Um, and we get some uh, more instructions. Never wear green in your dressing room. Uh, <laughs> acquire a stepladder and be very, very careful. So one of the three makes sense. <laughs> the other two, not so much. And then she leaves that house, and then we have this reveal because it's all foggy, like up, up to her knees. It's foggy. And then she's like, what are you doing stalking me? And then up comes YB. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I've got it. It's a bit creepy. Very creepy. He, says, he says they're looking for banana slugs. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. It's creepy. You saw yeah. she was out. You can alert her of your presence. And this bit worries me. What, child, the fact that we're if, still talking about Coraline? If a child is watching and talking about slugs, slugs have so many enzymes and stuff that is not good for you. Is your concern they're going to pick up the slugs as a result of this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Coraline really wasn't afraid of bugs. I'll say, like, she like, yeah. hits them with, like, they're crawling all over the place. Oh, that was sick. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. No, me either. I'll tell you what, uh, on the off occasion that I find a slug in the kitchen, I'm, I'm pretty grossed out. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. I almost step on them in the middle of the night because they crawl through like the smallest crevice in your door. And that's like huge. I'm like, I'm like how, do you get, how do you get through this? <laughs> yeah. It must be like the secret hand letting them in. <laughs> it has to be. Um, Either that or they just pretend they're really slow. And then like when you open the door for zip, like zip, zip. a second to go to the bin or something, yeah. it just goes. And this is where um, Coraline calls the cat Wusspus. Yes, she does. Yeah. Uh, and then gets later on referenced again. It does. It? And then that night she goes back through the door and the tunnel again. And this time it's not other father. This time other mother calls him better father. She, better father is gardening. I went, ooh, interesting choice of uh, of adjective yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Better father. Therefore suggesting she is not other mother. She is better, better mother. mother. Yeah. yeah. And this is where I'm starting to sort of like have my like suspicion levels are starting. This is my thing. Where's my suspicion level at? I'm like a, a solid eight. My suspicion level was at a solid eight earlier on. Oh, was it really? Yeah, that was the <laughs> <Okay>. eyes. <laughs> I, I was very tired when I was watching this movie. Yeah, me too. Uh, Ellie. Um, I just want to backtrack a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. There's something that's happened three times that you haven't mentioned. Um, Probably because I that... fell asleep three times. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I really had a hard time with this one. So go I. ahead. Um, it's the three mentions of grandma. Oh, is this Wybie's grandma? Yeah. You might need so, to fill this in because I really struggled with this side plot. Okay. So the, initially when they're at the well, he says that grandma doesn't normally rent to families with children. Okay. Um, yes, I and remember then that. I think the second one, I can't find it, find it in my notes just now, but it's something Grandma like, doesn't let him inside. 
Yeah. That makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. And um, then the third one, which is just uh, just after the slug thing, is that Grandma thinks the Pink Palace is dangerous because her twin sister disappeared and was stolen. Yep. So, so yeah, yeah. And, 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 get scattered throughout the film. And because YB, we're taught by Coraline, YB is annoying, YB is a nuisance. Uh, even when we had him first appear, we that, you know, we're kind of going, okay, YB's a bit of a screw up. He's got the curly hair, he's a bit pudgy, da 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 da. Uh, so, so, we, so we discount him. And the whole neck thing. The whole neck thing, yeah. Ugh. And um, she goes out, Coraline now, back to Better Father in the garden. And we have this blooming self-garden that's like wonderfully magical. I like and this rotor over here. It's like a, it's like a it's like praying an... mantis or a grasshopper <laughs> he can yeah. ride. Yeah. But it can also fly. <laughs> and then you get this portrait of Coraline. It was like there was a commercial – when like I think it was the N sixty four came out and you zoomed out from Earth and like America was like just one it was all these kids going I want my Mario and it zoomed out and it was just a, like a picture of like Mario's face across America <laughs> and it was like kind of that thing but it's Coraline's face and flowers yeah. instead um and so um then we get introduced to better YB and he doesn't talk because Mum fixed him and now I'm like I'm like a Ted. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, okay, 10. I'm 20. All right. <laughs> I'm maxed out here. And they're going off to Mr. B's to see the performing mice. And again, uh, there's this bit where they come in through the door, and the door's not a left hinge swing in out. It's like the hinge is on the center of each side. Yeah. So it's, it, it spins around, yeah. and it flips them in, and they get flipped in, and they do like a roll and tuck, and then land on their feet. And I'm going... This is so well animated. I've written in my notes here. I'm mourning the fact that I don't care that much. And why don't I care? Because it looks so good. I don't appreciate it. Yeah. I, 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 I'm my 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 sis, uh, my engagement is deep in so because it looks so good that I'm not even thinking how difficult this would be to do in stop motion. Yeah. Yeah. Outstanding. Brilliant. Um, and it's a circus, and the mice pop out of a blue blimp, spell Coraline's name, and then do a routine. And then when when the circus is over, she goes back to bed in her other bed, other world bed. And not before they all eat loads of candy floss that's been stuck all over. Oh Wyby. yeah, Wybie's been stuck with candy floss. Mm. Really gross. Cotton candy for our American listeners. It's yeah, out of cannons, isn't it? Out of cannons on each side. Yep. But they're like stuck in his hair and yeah. stuff. It's well, it's car- it's cartoon him. logic. It's the same thing when we did on talking the Mickey. The sausages that Dodger steals in Oliver and Company were still good like six hours later after he'd like jumped over all these girders and dragged them through the street. <laughs> yeah. I thought it'd be gross. But at least it's more realistic that a dog and a cat <laughs> might eat sausages that have been dragged through maybe. the street rather than, well, I suppose they are kids. So maybe yeah, that's true. Would. And yeah. back to bed and with mum and button-eyed YB watching her. And he doesn't speak again because she fixed him. And I'm going, this is that thing where she's getting everything she wants. And it's not just I'm getting food now. Now other mother is manipulating people yeah, for the sole benefit of what uh, Coraline wants. And uh, probably if I cared more about YB, I might have cared more about this moment. Where he can't speak and gone. Yeah. He probably should speak, but they're having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Back to the real world. And man, Coraline's parents are rough. They're, they're very... not good parents. No. No. Uh, Coraline wants some funky gloves because she's getting a gray school uniform. Uh, she's told no. The gloves aren't that funky, though, are they? 
I think it's just the idea of it's, here's something that here's something that Coraline wants. Yeah. She's being told no. I think that'd have been better if they'd have made that the colors a bit more poppy. Well, the problem is the whole thing's supposed to be this blue. Yeah, I know, but I, I just world. thought that might have been a bit more. Yeah. you know, to symbolize what she. You're wants. not wrong. Yeah. Um, um, my, but I don't. I don't see this bit as bad. Bad parents necessarily. What's happening in the car? Because I was thinking this is why I wrote it down. Something happens in the car where I'm like, you are just bad people. They're they're working really hard because they haven't got any money. Um, and they need to finish off a particular job to get the money, I think. So at the time when Coraline's asking for the gloves, my understanding is that mum just can't afford them. So she tells her no. Okay. And then Coraline's a brat about it. That's very um, and studio it's then, Ghibli. Yeah. Because then you get the bit when they're back in the kitchen afterwards and mum invites her to go shopping with her and offers to get something special for her. And rather than be happy about the fact she's being offered something, Coraline is just like, well, you didn't get me the gloves, well, so I hate you. Because, <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm actually defending the film. Because, I mean, back to my line which in the wardrobe effect, she knows she can go through that tunnel anytime she wants and get yeah, exactly whatever what you want yeah. for food. They can't give her clothes yet, but food, food I can get. You go into a shop and offer to get me one thing I might like, I can go next door and have the banquet of everything I want. Yeah. Is she talking about food? When she says she'll get her something nice? Going to a shop? I think so. Because she comes this, back, because we see the food on the counter later, don't we? And it's all spoiled. Is this, is this uh, like an American thing of like shops are just for one thing? I'm going to a shop. Shop is, pr- yeah, shop is probably grocery store, yeah. Okay. See, from my perspective, I'm thinking, oh, you know, they might pop along to Sainsbury's and get her a nice pair of wellies or like, you know, a little gift from the. I like how you choose Sainsbury's as a. I like. I like a supermarket. I like. Yeah, A and Sainsbury's a supermarket. B. I like. I think American kids are after wellies. (laughs) (laughs) It's the most British thing they could have brought back. I was talking about Britain. (laughs) Well, we were just talking about. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um. And so mum goes, mum pops off to the shop, <laughs> uh, the to, shop. To, to Sainsbury's and Coraline <laughs> finds the tunnel in the daytime. And this is unique. Yes. Because this hasn't happened before. yet. Yeah. But she gets there and it's still nighttime in, in the mirror in, world, in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the rain has stopped there, which is interesting. Yeah. So again, everything's going to be true. And uh, in the in the dream world, in other world, Miss Spink and Miss Forcible want to have, uh, wanted to come over for dinner. And the cat can speak, and it sounds an awful lot like Keith David to me. I don't know who Keith David is. Keith, is David. Keith David. I don't know how to describe him from what he's been in. I don't know if Ellie's got the IMDb in front of her. Uh, he, I know he's in Community, and he's just got one of these voices, which is why he was well-chosen for this. His mm. voice is so resonant. Ooh, he's in Princess and the Frog. I've seen that. He's the bad guy. He's the bad guy in Princess and the Frog. I've seen, he is. I've seen that. I've seen yeah, that. He's, he's, the, he's the guy. Yeah, he's Vasilier. He's like, I can get you on the other side. side. Yeah, 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 he's great. I thought that voice sounded familiar. Yeah. Just didn't know the actor. He's very good at voice acting. Just very good. Communities used him twice. They used him when they needed someone to voice over like a Civil War documentary parody. So he's the voice of the <laughs> nice. Troy and Abed knew that. Uh, it was great. And then he comes on for a different role as a recurring character in season five and six. Oh, nice. So, um, he was in Cloud Atlas. And he was in the Chronicles of Riddick. I haven't seen those. No, I've seen him. No. Um, he's been in quite a lot of stuff, but it's not stuff that I've seen apart from. Well, actually, I haven't seen Riddick, but okay. Um, and so, um, and he has no button eyes, and this is why she's going. Wait, wait. In this world, you can speak, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, and I think that's important because it gives her a sense of de- – it's, it's, the, it's the whole thing. You take a two characters who feel most at odds – yeah. And you force them to to put to end up together, and we think it's going to be Coraline and 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 Wybie, Wybie yeah. but it's not. It's Coraline and the cat. Yeah, and the cat. I mean, the cat saves her bacon on about a thousand. Like the cat became, how can we get Coraline out of this? We'll have the cat do it. But that's like the cat had experienced all this before. Like he knew. Oh, I think you're probably right. You know, what about cats and nine lives? There's some. No, is there some poetry maybe. on that? Maybe. I don't know. The cat forms part of the sort of logo for Coraline as well. Yes, he does. The cat, de- looking back, the cat is the second most important character yeah. in this yeah. film. Because you've got the O is the button, yeah. and then the L is the cat. Is like, the cat? Okay. Yeah. Hanging down, yeah. And he, cool. even, he even comments that she called him Wuspus. Yeah, <laughs> like, he does. Nice. Uh, and he even goes on this little speech about cats and says, we're better than the humans or something <laughs> like that. And I'm like, that's what a cat would say. As he's moving <laughs> over a trunk of a yeah. tree. The cat's just like owning it. Like you, 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 you got to earn it with a cat. This bit is very like a dark version of Alice in Wonderland. Okay, like it's the Cheshire like, Cat. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. he's talking, but also going in and out of the tree and yep. coming up and out, and it's really yeah. And then they go into and by they, I, I don't mean the cat. I mean YB and Coraline go to this dog musical thing, where yeah. the sisters are the leads in this musical. This was weird. <laughs> My God. I was like, yeah, no, how right? does this film have time for this? I was struggling. I, I was struggling what, with what my engagement point points. It's so inappropriate. <sighs> uh, yeah, I've got Miss, <laughs> uh, Miss Spink isn't wearing much, and then then Miss Forcible shows up, and I forgot about Miss Spink because Miss Forcible has breasts that defy gravity. I guess it is a fantasy land after all. <laughs> <laughs> She's had the breasts like that the whole time. Yes, but the there was nothing on well, them. No, that but was the problem. I, I guess the idea would be you assume underneath the dress she's got a bra that's supporting these, mm, yeah. Yeah. as opposed to just pasties <laughs> on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so they unzip themselves, and there's thinner versions inside. And mm. part of me went, "Is this a good message?" And part of me went, "Well, no, but it's it, it's the bad place, so that's okay. Yeah, you can have this in the bad place." It should feel like, wait, that's too far. Just when you got used to the idea of it, they're like pretty much naked. What was the rating for this film? PG. Really? Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like so inappropriate. I don't think a kid, I don't think a kid's sitting through this. I don't. I think it's I think I think it might be a PG rated film, but I think the audience of this film is adults. Yeah. Teenagers at the very least. I don't know, but I was just so disturbed. I couldn't believe my eyes. Uh, Coraline gets pulled out of her seat briefly and ends up as part of the of, of, the, of the finale. Yeah. Yep, the trapeze act. Which is really dangerous. Yep, but she's okay because it's the better place. And they're uh, catching her in every moment. <laughs> and Better Mother wants YB to keep smiling, and there's this great lingering shot. It's one of the few times we don't follow Coraline. Coraline goes inside, and we stay with Better Mother and YB. Mm-hmm. Better YB, I guess we could call him. And she's like, smile more. And uh, he's like frowning. And she's like, well, f- basically, she pulls a joker and says, we'll put a smile no, on no, that face. Yeah. Why so, so serious? <laughs> I love how we keep referencing better movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is where they make the pull. You know, you can always stay here. And they give her a gift. And they open it up. And it's two buttons and some thread and a needle. Mm-hmm. So sharp. You won't feel a thing. Yeah. Uh, and Coraline, she well, thinks she's got to figure it out. I know what I have to do. I have to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And she goes to bed and tries to fall asleep. And she wakes up. 
and she's still trapped, which was good. I, I like that. I yeah. like the fact that bit by bit it was starting to break down. When she figured it out, we're like, oh, I figured out what the rules are. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just as surprised as she are. I like that because she doesn't ex- emphatically go, if I fall asleep, I will wake up. We should, I need to go to sleep. I need to go to sleep. I'm like, oh, no, I should go to sleep because this is what happens. You fall asleep and you wake up in the regular place. Yeah. I'm not sure I understand why that doesn't happen, though. Just for the same reason that she finds, remember, she finds this place not at nighttime this time. This time she found the place in the daytime. Yeah. So the rules were starting to bend and change. And rather than us going, oh, it's a good thing, because we did. We're going, oh, it's a good thing. Or maybe we didn't, but uh, we're going, oh, it's a bad thing, because the rules are starting to shift. She's being lulled into a false sense of security. And um, she's still trapped. And all will be better once mother is refreshed. This is what better father tells us. Because her really strength like is scene. our strength. Well, why don't you tell me about it? Because I was struggling to still here. So, well, so before we've had other father at the piano, and the piano is playing him, not the other way around. But he's so animated, and he's like the complete opposite of her real world. We father. didn't talk about the song. The song was so, good. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, yeah, he's complete opposite in the first bit of the real world father. But then when she comes downstairs to him in the morning, he's almost like the real world father in that he's got no energy and he looks drained and his yeah. whole face is kind of like just really low. And then he tries to almost sort of warn her or sort of say little things about other mother and the piano starts kind of clasping its hands. Almost like it's like an agent of security or something. So it's like the piano is working for yep. other mother and other father is actually not as sinister as other mother after no all. no because he starts and getting he, to get more direct de- deteriorate yeah more yeah so it's almost like other father <clears throat> is a bit of a good guy and you see some well yeah you see some goodness in him um and he he says that why be pulled a long face and mother didn't like it and then again the piano hands yeah. shut him up uh, it's interesting because in the first time we, we see the the, the, the self-playing piano with other father He's like, oh, the piano plays me, and he, it helps him play decent music. He sings a song about Coraline being as cute as a button, yeah, <laughs> which was very and well done. And it's like the invention of the piano hands thing is a really good positive yeah. thing. And now we take this helpful. and we make it its worst version of itself, where actually him playing, the piano playing you means you actually have no control. Yeah, you're just the puppeteer. And you are just an image to make it look yeah. legit, but you're not legit. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice metaphor for... If the if we consider the piano to be an extension of the mother as a whole, every, she is playing everybody else, not the other way around. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, other YB um, is gone because he pulled a long face. And Cat David is Coraline's ex. I'm calling out the rest of the film. Cat David is Coraline's <laughs> exposition companion. Uh, and it, they start walking because they want to get away. And it turns into like one of those old Apple adverts. Remember, I'm a PC and I'm a Mac. I think in this country they were done by David Mitchell and Robert Webb. I kind of remember them. Uh, Back in Canada, it was done by Justin Long and some other guy. And they were great. It was always this pure white background. (laughs) And and it turns out it's a small world after all because they walk and do a lap of the whole mirror universe. And get back to the house. And get back to the house. And we find out because of the cat, uh, Cat David kills a mouse. And Coraline's like, no. And it turns out it's just a rat in disguise. At which point then she's like, it's really weird. Mice don't kill mice. Rats kill them dead. Yeah. It's, it's really good. And we don't quite, I didn't question it. I went, yeah, it's a rat. Rat <laughs> yeah. should die. Think about it. I'm like, wait, wait, why? Why am I, <laughs> why am I, I being conditioned? I think it's because the mice are sort of created to be these happy little things that are really bright and colourful and they do the circus tricks and they're clever and nice and kind and they yeah, wander at right. the start. They're her friends, aren't they? And then the rat is 
you know, that typical more sinister. Rat, and I guess they're so. Like I guess they're all so fairly similar in, in, in image to maybe symbolize or 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 um, foreshadow of a change of other mother. She looks like she's this, but she's really going to be this other thing, this yeah. darker version of that same thing. Yeah. Uh, and this is where uh, mom starts to change, and we get told, shush, Belda will be listening. And she spied, and this is where I, th- I believe uh Coraline is thrown into like this little dungeon area and she meets the three ghost children. Yeah. And we find out that yeah. Belda, Belda's her name, will be listening and she spied on our lives with her button eyes. So basically this doll that spies on you, it's what it does. So it does re- reconnaissance. It finds that everything you don't like and then presents the mirror version of that for you. So you choose to stay stuff. there. Yeah. And my question is, like, if 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 Belda, if that's her name, had just played the gimmick a little bit longer, <laughs> rather than go, I'm super savage, evil <laughs> at this point, like, probably a more believable film and maybe even more successful for her goal. Yeah, but she just time. like flips the switch. She goes, I'm tired of being a good person. <laughs> um, and this part where she's locked up in eight hour lives. I mean, again, I've just got this is really well animated. So many portions have got this is really well animated. Mm-hmm. Uh, YB rescues Coraline, and he's like got like a Jack Nicholson Joker smile from Batman One, and she fixes it by taking the safety pins out. And Coraline now goes through the tunnel back to the to her world, but now it's old and decrepit and cobwebby and dirty and full of like wood to block her way. It's been deglamorized. So stop her and from the going. Gone yeah. Rotten. Yeah. yeah. So it sort of symbolizes how before it was being presented as a good thing, and now it's it's, yeah. it's now a hindrance. It's, it's it's an obstacle she has to overcome. Yeah. Back in the real world, um, and I've never been so happy to see this gray blue color palette. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, it's the miserable real world again. Mm-hmm. But YB is back, and the doll. Uh, we found out the doll belonged to the grandma's missing sister. Uh, and now we find out that Coraline's parents are missing, and I felt this could have used a little bit more, uh, like justification than just they're gone yeah you found a doll but like like we we could have had something a flashback i don't know something i kind of felt like um because it's more decrepit and the groceries had gone off it felt like that had moved on a lot time like time Time had broken down yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so how long they've been gone for we don't know had they thought she'd gone missing so they moved out no one yeah you don't know do you uh Miss Spink and Miss Forcible give her a ring-looking thing, which is good for bad things or good for lost things. And you know what? They spend a lot of time talking about it, and it wouldn't really matter. No. <laughs> uh, back at home, Coraline kind of makes puppet versions of her parents. And I thought, okay, there's going to be some sort of a weird parallel between her and other mother, because she's doing the same thing now. She's creating fictitious versions. Oh, this is going to have some cool symbolism. And it didn't. It's more for comfort, Love I think. It. It was nice, yeah. I think it was, it was, a it was nice, thing, but the idea of she's making the doll versions. This is very similar to what yeah. Elba or Velba or Belsha or whatever her name was <laughs> does. Yeah, Velma, Velma Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and so she wakes up uh, in the middle of the night to find her parents trapped in a mirror, and this doll that's like double sided, and on one side it's a doll of her mom, and on one side it's a doll of her dad. Mm. But I'm like, did they volunteer to stay in, in, in the other place? I don't understand what would have happened. Maybe they were enticed. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Um, 
this is what uh, gets her back into the world uh, of her own. She, she has to go back to through a tunnel now to rescue. Because he's like, well, I'm like, how, how are you going to get back to there for the finale? Oh, this is how. You're going to threaten her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, the tunnel isn't glamorized at all anymore. The tunnel no. is is stripped of all of its allure. And you see it for what it really is. Because I think she's starting to see things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no point in the pretense anymore. Once you no. kidnap the parents, I don't need to put the fake tunnel up anymore. No. You've also got the thing about the ghost children as well. So they said that if she can find their eyes, then they'll get their souls back. Yep. Yep, a little bit more. Uh, which I think is important because it gives her something beyond. It, this is her redemption, isn't it? Yeah. Getting my parents back, that's just a selfish act. You're scared, you want it. But to go the extra mile yeah. and help save someone, this is Coraline's redemption. Yeah. Uh, Kat David says that she needs to challenge um, Better Mother because it's she's got a thing for, for, for games. Mm-hmm. Um, mom decides we think it's mom oh honey 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 and then she transforms from fake from like looking like her real mother to like this grotesque Cruella de Vil version Cruella de Vil spidery looking spidery looking and it will go through stages but here's my question if better mother was always able to look like regular mother why would you not use this before or after again yeah but this is a cool trick <laughs> you could have been doing this like literally the whole time. Yeah. Weird. Like it just felt like if you have a superpower, why not use it? I two. think maybe <laughs> it's like the witches in Stardust where they have to use their magic to stay in a different you, form. You, no, because we saw no proof of that. Yeah, we didn't. Know. The only thing we see is that she has to rest at some point. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that means it's the whole universe, because we get the idea that she's controlling um, pretty yeah. much everything. Um, which within reason, because sometimes it was and sometimes it wasn't. So um, this is where we've got uh, – they've made a grotesque. They've made dad grow. Like dad looks like a worse version of real world dad. And she he, calls him. Really bad, she says the garden needs tending. Don't you think pumpkin? And he's like a pumpkin. Like you talk, Yeah. It's like so you turn into a pumpkin. Was this a thing – I'd be really interested if I read the Neil Gaiman. Not enough to read this by any stretch of the imagination. But was this – you know, did, did, did this character, did, did Sheba or whatever her name is, did she take like a pumpkin and make people out of it? Do you know what I mean? I think so. Yeah. Because that would have been, but then I would have appreciated that being worked in a little bit more. His his stomach looked like a pumpkin. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, is she just did, yeah. is she is, is that because she's put a curse on him, or is that because he really was a pumpkin all along? Oh yeah, he oh, could have been. I don't really know. I think I think he was actually a pumpkin and all he's along. Turning back I to what he was, so. and she has almost like like a reverse Cinderella, where it's an yeah. evil witch, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's manipulated him to appear as the father. Yeah. And now he's going to go back. That's why he was a gardener. That's why he was really good at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And because he was helping her, he's now reverting back. Yeah. And I'm just going, we needed, just give me something to show that. Yeah. Like 15 seconds, 30 yeah. seconds, a minute scene would have would have explained something. that away. But I, th- I think that's what it is. It's what yeah. I really do. Yeah. Um, and we find out it's about a life for lives. Coraline wants to find her parents, but also wants the souls of the three missing children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's three wonders, and in each of the three wonders, she'll find the ghost children's eyes, but we get no information about the parents. But Coraline still goes, fine, I'll do it. And I guess the timeline was supposed to be she had to find the three pairs of eyes before a button... Covers the moon. Before we had a button moon episode. Yeah. Yeah. We're off the button moon. Button moon, for American listeners, is... Is a children's program uh, that was a stop-motion animate... Well... No, it wasn't stop motion animation. It was just like a puppetry type thing. 
and it's weird it is weird it's like psychedelic it is, weird it is because some of the characters are like made out of like household items like toilet roll holders and sorry ellie you look shocked what's up I have no idea what you're talking oh, about. Oh, really? You Same need to check. American listeners. Yeah, like, you need to check out. Yeah. Button okay, Moon. British listeners beyond a certain age. Button Moon is like. It's like a wooden spoon as well. Oh, it's like, it's like weird. Very liquid like, bottle. British, <laughs> British children programs in the 80s were like made by guys doing psychedelics. I'm convinced it was, of it. It was it, it was. was. it makes no sense. But people of our generation <laughs> knows Button Moon. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we're after Button Moon following <laughs> Mr. Spoon. That's Button right. Moon. <laughs> Um, and that's, so that's so good. That is the countdown. It's, it's a nice visual symbol yeah, of what's going to happen yeah. because the button's been established as this thing she should fear, and she keeps referring back to the moon to, yeah, to see it, to sort of see like the yeah, timeline. Like time, it's like yeah. Marty McFly had the picture of it disappears. Yeah, right. She's got the moon. Yeah, and so uh, wonder number one is the garden, and I'm telling you, she gets through these wonders super easy, barely an inconvenience. Yeah, very quickly. I mean, the first one, like Pumpkin Dad, pretty much commits suicide and gives her <laughs> eye number one. Uh, yeah, he's turning into a pumpkin anyway. Yeah, so. and there's like a video game cut scene where you look at the eye and he goes, you've done really well, but you still have two more eyes to collect. <laughs> We're sorry, Mario, but your princess is in another castle. <laughs> so we go to number two, and wonder number two is the theater, and she goes into this like cocoon-looking thing. Now the dogs are bats. Yeah. The dogs are bats. It was this cocoon-looking thing, and we see the two sisters' hands wrapped around each other, and on one of the fingers is a pearl, which is one of the eyes. Yeah. And as she pulls it, the two sisters in their, like, shrank, shrunk, shrunken form, mm. so they're not the, the big, fat-slash-busty versions of themselves. They're just the, the thin, svelte versions of themselves. And they start to go after it. And then somehow... The theory is if we disturb the dog bats, they'll go after the villains. Now, if all these things are creations of Shelba or whatever her name is, why do they attack themselves? Yeah. Like, this is the thing. I, so does she control everything what or does, does she, she throw, not? What does she throw at the bats? It's a flashlight. A flashlight. Yeah. And then she throws the flashlight at the things, don't she? Yep. So they're following the flashlight. And they're then not she following- ducks. No, because she throws it at them, and then it lands, and they go to attack her. She ducks, and they fly into they, the... I thought they followed the flashlight. I thought she just flashed it at them. I thought, I thought she threw it. Am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. I yeah, because at the start, it. she turns it on, and she <sighs> nearly wakes one up, so she turns it off. Oh, okay, yeah. maybe. But still, I'm like, this is... I think the reason they go into... But if all these things are Shelba, if this is what we're really going for, all these things really are Shelba then they're not confined to the laws of being bats or uh, by being dogs. Because it's like they look like dogs, but they're really bats still. I think they're going to have all the personalities of bats. I think that's to symbolize the fact that in her ideal world, they were dogs. (sighs) And then in real world, fake world. This is a poor poor man's, um, oh, what's it called? It's a Studio Ghibli film. Uh, Oh, this is going to bug me. It's one of the films we have to watch. It's a Japanese animation film. No, 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 no. It's an it's an animated film. Uh, Spirited Away. This is a poor man. Spirited Away. Hands down. That. Spirited Away is a much better version of this. Oh, okay. Where it's a girl who doesn't appreciate her parents and is then punished for for that by having to go through these trials in order to reconnect with her parents and realize her parents are better people. Yeah. yeah. Well, not really. They're somewhat better people. Oh, okay. But she realizes the faults of this and goes and be proud of herself and her culture and all these sorts of things. I think I remember it. Did she ride a horse or something? Uh, she rides a dragon. Dragon. Oh, dragon. Yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway, and wonder number three is Mr. B, 
and I'm looking for I number three and uh, <laughs> Mr. B, Mr. B, I number, I number three, three <laughs> and we B is hanging out in front of the foyer. This is a rap song. Yeah, <laughs> hanging in front of the entrance. Uh, and uh, he, like evil Mr. B, says, "If you stay here, you can have what you want always." And I'm like a little bit late on the pep talk, dude. Like yeah. we know what's at stake here. I know. Um, and we've seen like the ghost kid, so we know it ain't true. So who is he? Oh, he's just a bunch of rats, isn't he? Yeah. This is so weird. Um, it is very weird. So Mr. B turns into rats, and then she gets slung into the fence. And like like this corrugated like a gate thing like buckles when she gets thrown. Like she it should does. she should be split in half. Yeah. She really should. She should have like her top half should be like falling at the bottom. Her bottom half should be at the top. Oh, that was just like insane. That was. Um, she gets slung into the fence, and the house falls apart. Uh, and she's lost the key. She goes, I've lost the key, and I've lost everything. And then, don't worry, because in three seconds, oh, wait, here comes the cat. Uh, yeah. We have exactly what you need. What you need, yeah. Yeah. Because cats hate rats. They do. Yep. And look, it's literally 60 seconds between she falls and realizes she doesn't have the key, and when she gets the key. Yeah. And she does nothing to earn it. Just no. the cat goes, here you go. <laughs> Um, and the button shadow now covers the moon and the world is falling apart all around her. And somehow when she runs into the house, it means the world is no longer coming to be like falling apart. Yeah. Like for some reason, we're led to believe if she hadn't got into the house, the house would have disintegrated. But now she's in the house. The universe has to go respect. I thought they were going to go into the house and that'd still keep enfolding yeah. itself until she'd gone through the, yeah. the, the door hole thing. Yep. You're right. But you know, it didn't. Nope. I, I get, I agree with you, but I think maybe the idea is that, the other house is kind of where it all started and the rest of the world was built around the house. So it's the house is kind of the The house will be the last thing. That's fine. But I think we were led to believe the house would have disintegrated moments later. Yeah. And then when she shuts the door, it's like the house goes, all right, you got to respect the door being (laughs) shut. It's like Mary Poppins. We're like, oh, someone's singing. (laughs) Can't keep talking. Got to respect the song. Yeah. Um, And we see the pincer hands from earlier now on uh, Better Mother. She's got, yeah. like, the full-out, like, claw hands, yeah. which was a nice time to go, oh, it was her all along at the start. Okay, fair enough. Well, we knew that. I didn't. Well, I assumed that. There you go. You're ahead of me. Well, who else? Uh, that's fair enough. <laughs> you know? I, I probably just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where her ring triangle thing is thrown in the fire. And is it the cat? No, it's one of the kids in the ring goes, be clever. Even if you win, she won't let you go. Mm. I was like, like, are we calling audibles and the rules all of a sudden here? Like, this feels weird. Like you made a deal. Um, she finds the snow globe with her parents in it, but uh, it's only after she's tricked new mother into opening the locked door, which leads to like yeah. dead baby prison. Weird thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. She, she says to her, open that door. I know my parents are in there and really it's nothing more than just to open the door so the souls of the dead children can get yeah. out. Yeah. Um, at that point, she grabs the snow globe and grabs the snow globe into her bag. And she throws the, like, this is your big move at the end. I'm just going to throw the cat at the yeah. mother. That's it. The cat's helped you through all this. And then you're going to throw the cat and sacrifice the cat. Yeah. And the cat claws off the eyes of the button, which, thank, I mean, it's very visceral. I'm yeah. going to pluck your eyes out. It's okay. They're just buttons. I'm like, still kind of rough. Yeah. Hmm. I thought it was really clever, though. Yeah, um, into the tunnel and the uh, ghost hands uh, help her lock the mother out. 
So oh, she's trying oh, to close, yeah, the yeah, door, close the door, and the mother's too powerful, to and then the all hands. like the ghost baby's hands come out and help her push the door shut. Everybody knows that ghost hands have got all that force behind they them. They do. All they do. Power. Basically, it's why do they have this power now and not earlier? Because and chops off the hand. Yes, and the hand, this 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 hand kind of falls down, which I didn't realize was going to be important later on. Yeah. Oh, that's clever. That yeah. was seen in the tea leaves. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And the snow globe isn't in the bag, but also it's smashed on the mantle, and the parents come out, and they remember nothing. They're covered <laughs> in snow, and they don't remember why. Yeah. Uh, it turns out mom bought her of her gloves. Uh, Coraline and the cat have a final moment. where you, I really wanted the cat to speak here. Yeah, I did. Just for a moment. Just break the I'm rules. Sure she said about the cat speaking at the beginning and he doesn't and she's like disappointed yeah so i'd have been nice if he had um when the parents come back they say that they have a lot to celebrate yes so i think that's because they've gone out and sold their um their writing and now they've got some money is this some sort of stupid do with the house is this some sort of stupid it was all a dream yeah were the parents ever really kidnapped I think I, I want to think. It's yes. a bit weird with all the snow well, on them. They, they don't acknowledge don't, it. Yeah, they don't know that they are. Oh, they don't know they've got snow on them because right, it but, kind of melts so, away as they walk away. So, is is it that? Is so it, why do we see it? So, it, because we're privileged to that position, aren't we? So, is it that Dad had oh, before he was kidnapped? Dad has already secured the catalog deal because he was dropped off there to sell the catalog deal, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then. She says, I think it's time to set the, uh, the, the, the children free, uh, which means, um, which for some reason means she's got to sleep on top of the three eyes underneath her pillow. Yeah. Now, how this was established is never explained to anybody. Tooth fairy to come along? Just if I sleep on it, <laughs> I know. I'd be like, how do I do this? But she's Maybe like. Maybe she, she was sleeping on it to find out. She's, she, <laughs> she's going, she's going, tooth fairy, tooth fairy logic wins yeah, here. yeah. Uh, and then it's and then Van Gogh's Starry Night is ripped off. Yeah, as the, the as the, the, the like ghost children like say things, and they say things like "You are still in grave danger," and I'm like, "Oh, f- off, really?" This is the only thing that felt like a horror movie to me. Was do you like, think was when like, they came up, dead yet? Do you think when they came up with this, they were just high on drugs and just spitballing? Because <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, I this is know. so weird. This is weird as like Fantasia. I was like, what um, the fuck? And. She goes, it's all run done with for me. And they go, no, the key needs to be hidden or destroyed. Mm. And thankfully, we remember there is this well, well that you can look all the way through, like, eternity with it. Why does it exist here? Because. Mm-hmm. Should we cover it so the kids don't fall down it? No. I thought there was going to be more to this well. Yeah. Other than just disposing of a key. It was just a plot device to, well, to get rid of a key and to get rid of a hand, as yeah. it turns out. Yeah. Uh, Van Gogh's, uh, we said that already, sorry. Um Coraline doesn't listen to the cat, and she goes to the deep well. Uh, the, the hat goes to grab the key, and then we get a weeby, wibby, ex machina. Because it's not the cat. We need wibby to come with his rock and just, in rock, paper, scissors, he's throwing rock. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out rock beats pincers. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And smashes it all up, and they wrap it. But it's like a magic hand, and it's like yeah. it's, it's it's just done now. And they throw it down Don't the well. Wybie nearly gets dragged to his doom as well. He does. He does. Here's the problem. Well, I don't care. Though. I didn't care about Wybie. <laughs> no. I didn't care either. Oh, I cared more about fake Wybie than I did about real yeah. Wybie. Yeah. Uh, you see, there we go. <laughs> and um, she goes, "Well," and, and Wybie's going, "What am I going to 
gonna tell my grandma but it's like tell her to come to the house tomorrow and then the code is everybody's having a garden party and grandma shows up and dad's like doing some gardening and mom's helping and goes i hate mud but it does look better yeah. and the flowers kind of look like a picture of her face we saw earlier and then up walks grandma and we get told, I've got so much to tell you. Hi, I'm Coraline Jones. i got so much to tell you. And then we end with a shot of the cat, Ellie. I told you that the beets were going to come back, right? Sure, yeah. So they've planted all these nice red tulips in the garden. And Mr. B is in like a sunken garden part. And he's digging up the tulips they've just planted and replanting beets in oh, okay. the place of them. It's important. I have no idea why. Are they sent up for a sequel? It's Im- it's important. It's important <laughs> for a film to hit those to hit those story beats. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I am very satisfied with myself on that one. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> and then we have this great bit where the cat sort of disappears. Yeah, that was. It kind of goes behind a tree, but rather than come out the other side, it just like almost like goes into another realm. Like, was that cat always? Because he knew which realm was the cat from is the cat from yeah is, he, is the cat from the other realm yeah that yeah. would make a lot of sense if a it was actually so the cats unlike everything else it becomes more free when it goes to the other realm this one is like it's already free but becomes restrained when it goes to th- this realm it's a black cat i mean you can play with all sorts yeah, of yeah, yeah. it moves in a way that seemed like from a different a, a different a different not not our world yeah i think that was from the other world so yeah so that was uh Coraline. Um, yeah, I think whose story is. I mean, I think the usual questions. I think it's obvious whose story it is. It's Coraline's. It's her name on the poster. No, it's the, is cat's, it? it's the cat's story. Nah, <laughs> I like the cat. It's the cat's story. Grandma's sister's story. No, there's no, no one's story. It's Coraline's. Because <laughs> we don't even get to hear like grandma like finding out about it. It's just I have a lot to tell you. Zoom out. Yeah. Show the house again and pan over to the cat. Yeah. Uh, roll of women. Not good. Wait, really? I think it's really good. How is it good? It's for Caroline. Well, how many female characters do you have? Again, I'm going to say this again. If women are bad people, that doesn't make the role of women bad. What makes the role of women bad is when we don't give them enough agency. If women are villains, that's awesome. Yeah. If Coraline is a brat, that's awesome because she has an arc and she gets to change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Darth Vader is the most interesting character in Star Wars. We don't go, oh, they're all the men's terrible in this. We go, no, it's no. great. He gets to change. Yeah, he does. So we get these women who all have – there's no important male characters. No, the because, cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. Yby is a complete suck. He's a damsel he, in distress. Yeah, and he it doesn't like really change. added in at the last minute. Yeah, exactly. Like this is a wonderful film for women. Yeah. I th- no, I'm a guy, but I'm yeah, saying yeah. I really do believe that. It's okay if they're villains. Yeah. That's what you want. You don't want women to only be the heroes and not the villains because it's again, it, again the, it's, it's yeah. The, the the role of this is you have the full range of emotions available to female characters yeah. to be to be heroes and to be villains yeah. and to be overweight trapeze artists. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really actually, as a double act, I didn't mind the sisters. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, but I right. think I think that's more because of Dawn French and Jennifer Saunders. I think they're. I don't. I don't know their shtick well enough. I don't. Well, they've been together for since like the eighties. So, um, also, oh, so they're an established uh, uh, double act. Double act, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Are, so, uh, wait, are, are these the Ab Fab ladies? No. Oh no. Okay. One of them. Oh, yeah, one of them is. Yeah, yeah. The other one okay. is the Vigor of Dibley. Oh really? Oh Dawn okay. French. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that who Don French is? Okay, so yeah. I got to that. go off and do separate things and then come back. And then yeah. Oh, they, cool. were, they were established as a duo first. Oh okay. So yeah, that's cool, Beans. So it's nice to see because they work so well together. 
and yeah, and they always have done, and yeah. they, always, they always revisit stuff back with each other. So, and also, you also find if one of them's doing a show, uh, solo Lee, solo yeah. Lee, so solo Lee, um, the other will guest write or help in some way individually. <laughs> coming from an english teacher i'll take just, that, just take that yeah. i know it's a few more syllables but yeah <laughs> but you know what i mean um okay uh best character Liam, you want to start us off uh my favorite character was the cat yeah, yeah. i get that because she weren't nice to the cat to start with no. or towards the end really uh, and yet he helped her all the way through yeah so yeah i like the cat ellie I think maybe other father, just because of what I was talking about with the kind of change in him in the in that piano. Well, I suppose he's got two piano scenes, but you've got that vibrancy and then the des. Well, then the kind of turnaround and then the desperation at the end. Yeah, uh, you guys took my my my, my first two. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be other father, and then it was going to be the cat. I'm going to go with Mr. B then. He was good. I thought he, he was, was my third. I thought he was. I don't really have a lot. There's nothing that happens to no. him. Uh, there's nothing, but he's just a fun little side character who's the eclectic, weird old man upstairs who trains the mice. Yeah, and you know, guy used to guy used to run room off my parents. I was mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> Thank you, Ian McShane. But no, I <laughs> uh, just really enjoyed it. Um, interesting that we said this giant. I made this giant speech with all the women, and we all chose male characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I mean, I, I think other other mothers, maybe not one dimension. Well, she is ultimately one dimensional. That she's the villain, but you know, she has to she's play both. She plays both sides yeah. of it. And Coraline's got an arc. Yeah. And mom's got. An, I mean, real mom's got an arc. Yeah. If you have all these actual pressures of finances on her, and she's doing, it's very nuanced. It's just not. It's not supposed to appeal to the audience because it's not supposed to appeal to the audience because yeah, yeah. we need to be okay with Coraline. Of course, Coraline should go, or at least understand why she's tempted to go across. And have parents who care about her and have time for her, want to mm-hmm. play with her, want to cook for her, cook her her favorite thing. All these things make sense. Mm-hmm. So that was just me defending the fact we all chose male characters. <laughs> best moment, best element, Liam? You touched on this earlier. Uh, there's not much great about this movie for me, apart from the animation. Um, again, you, you forget it's stop motion animation. Yeah. Uh, in, hind- in hindsight, it's a good thing, but also a bad thing because you don't appreciate it as much. Yep. Um, but the cleverness of it is that makes you stop thinking about it. Yeah. So, yeah, that for me. Decent. Yeah. Ellie? I'm sorry. We we're all going to say the same thing. The animation <laughs> in this is incredible. It's so, so clever. And, like, I, I mean, I feel like I probably like the film more than both of you do. But you think? the highlight of it is Definitely. Maybe even combined. <laughs> <laughs> the highlight of it is definitely the animation, and I really enjoyed the opening scene with the uh, the unpicking of the doll because I thought it set yeah. the tone it really was well. Yeah, um, and it it's just really clever, and I love the fact that there was a person dedicated to knitting. Yeah, I'm going to throw an honorable mention to the casting of the voice actors, mm. which I think were faultless. I think to a character, they were all brilliantly done. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the animation, isn't it? It is. But, again, going back to your voice actors, um, I quickly forgot it was Dawn French and Jennifer Saunders. You You know, know, and credit to them, because they're in my psyche for so many years that you you forget. I forgot it was Dakota Fanning. Yeah. I thought Terry Hatcher did a fantastic job. Yeah. Yeah, overall, I think the voice actors is really, really strong. Really good. But, I mean, all that means nothing if you... 
technical see none of my issues the technical parts of this film are brilliant yeah the animation looks good and the voice acting is good the yeah. actor no issues with that my issues all come in a second <laughs> uh, which is going to be here a grumble i really didn't understand the story um there's too many little things to watch out for um i fell asleep for most of it uh and that might to... be why you didn't understand it <laughs> Well, it's just, I just, I, I shan't be watching it again, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I can appreciate certain parts of it, like I say, um, but just not most of it. <laughs> yep. Ellie? That burlesque bit was just so wrong. Uh-huh. Like, it just, I don't understand what that was. I know, I know this isn't like necessarily a children's film, Is it- but it's. I didn't is understand it, the scene. Is it sexual? That's, that's my question. Is that She's sexual? wearing nipple tassels. Is that and sexual? boobs are the size of like... Is no, that sexual? No, that wasn't water. really, was it? No, it's, it's a woman's body, but it's a woman's body by itself. So I'm, I'm asking legitimately because I don't yeah, really yeah, remember yeah. the scene it's that well. sexualized. Is it? Yes. But uh, there was no lingering, was. There's no lingering shots of her cleavage. There was no bits where it sort of panned down or, or, or male characters were shown to be salivating at the side of this. No, but you've got Coraline in the audience going, oh my God, she's practically naked and covering her eyes. Well, it's awkward because they're old and they're, and they're heavy. <laughs> and she's a little girl. I didn't understand this scene. Do not go to Berlin. Oh, don't be wrong. Don't be wrong. I, I, I don't know why no, this was no, done. No, no. I don't, I don't, this scene could have been took out. I'd argue it's not. Okay. I don't oh. think it's sexualized, but that's I don't mean. think it was sexualized in so, any way. Oh, I really think it was. But also, oh, you said about how... Um, you know, when the when the skinny women come out of the fat women's bodies yeah. and you weren't sure, like, how to feel about that. Yeah. Well, I felt almost relieved that the burlesque part of it was almost not real because they were inside the whole thing. It was all men in black. But don't you think it's meant to make you feel uncomfortable for a reason? Yeah, but it's not. Yeah. Like, you know? it's, 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 the fact right. it's, it's the fact that it's only a PG film let me, that gets me. Let me sort of riff off this then. My biggest issue was stuff like, not that specifically, but I'm just going, what? Yeah. And I, so, I was like, that a lot of like, I appreciate the visuals, and it's one of those films. I think if George was here, she actually would have liked it more, more than you and I. Yeah. I know she didn't, she, she was kind of like, I'm not really too bothered. I don't think I'd like, she felt it might have been a bit too dark for her. I think she'd been fine with it. I think yeah. she would have appreciated the, the film more than you and I would have because she likes that visual storytelling. I'm not so big on the visual storytelling. I need story. Yeah. And I thought the story. The story was weak was very weak. It was just here's – it was almost um, like Beowulf. It was almost like old school. Everything happens in threes. So we meet the characters three times. The first time we meet them, they're boring. The second time we meet them, it's the good version of the, of, 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 of the fantasy, yeah. right? And the third time we meet them, it's her going through the, the trials yeah. and how it ends, right? And then I guess technically – I guess you technically get a coda, but you don't really explore the characters again. But I'm like, it's, it's all this film was. It was visiting things th- three times and doing a little bit of Narnia, you know, here's the thing you want versus the thing that you actually should have and realizing that maybe having the perfect life without any negative things is 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 not realistic. We need to realize as human beings we're sort of flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I made that sound a lot better than this film was Yeah, in, in that regard. So my issue was I don't think the stories much of anything plus the number of just – Let's. I mean, the whole third act. Let's rush to the finish. Here's your three. Here's the three eyeballs. Do you have to do anything hard to get them? No. 
I'll be honest. I'm glad I rushed in. <laughs> oh, jeez. And then, like, oh, I can't fix this. The cat goes, here you go, drops it in your yeah. lap and walks off. I'm like, uh, like it didn't feel earned. That's The finish didn't no, feel earned. it didn't. It wasted way too long on the – and it's beautiful, and I understand, but they got, they got carried away, and we overlook – I, I, I'm, I'm one of these guys. I, the most important thing always is story. Yeah. And this didn't have it. No. Nope. So that was me. Uh, Ellie. It's like you've preempted the um, reviews that I've found. Oh, is it really? <laughs> <laughs> I promise I have not looked at a single no. one. <laughs> so um, the David Edelstein said, the film is a bona fide fairy tale that needs a touch less entrancement and a touch more story. Yeah, yeah, yeah there we go. Which is basically what you just said. That's pretty much it, yeah. But very... Perhaps in a bit more concise. Oh, he's very <laughs> he's very succinct. He's not doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then A. O. Scott of the New York Times actually almost says an opposite of what you said. No. Said because um, he's called the film exquisitely realized with a slower pace and a more contemplative tone than the novel. It's certainly exciting, but rather than race through ever noisier set pieces towards a hectic climax in the manner of so much animation aimed at kids. Coraline lingers in an atmosphere that is creepy, wonderfully strange, and full of feeling. No, because I'm going to argue he and I said the same thing. I'm going to argue that because okay. he's – I'm not saying Act 1 and Act 2 were rushed, and neither is he. Act 1 and Act 2 took their sweet-ass time. Yeah, they did. Yeah. He's saying we didn't rush through Act 1 Act 2 to get to a giant Act 3. Yeah. And that's not what happened. We, right. we overstayed our welcome in Act 1 and Act 2 and left no time for Act 3. Yeah. Okay. I think that's, I think that's what we're both saying in that regard. Okay. Um, and then finally, of course, our good friend, Roger Ebert. Ebs. We like him. Um, this is nightmare fodder for children, however brave, under a certain age. Lots of movies are good at severing limbs, but few are telling, few at telling tales that can grab us down inside where it's dark and scary. And he said, this is a movie for people who know and care about drawing, caricature, grotesquerie, and the far shores of storytelling. And finally... It would be cruelty to send Pippi Longstocking down that tunnel, but Coraline deserves it. <laughs> oh, was, was, was that Ebs? Yeah. Oh, he's well, so good. He is, isn't he? Savage. Oh, God bless you, Roger Ebs. Um, is this any, I mean, I don't know, it's voice acting, and Ethan and I have had these debates no. about, I don't think it's anybody's best role ever, is it? I don't, I don't think it's a comparison, really. No. Uh, probably Not could, one I feel but... able to make, anyway. Um, so let's just talk briefly about some um, uh, things we got. It's not a huge list today. I put out the klaxon. Not much time to go, but not many people responded to the call, but let's talk about it. First one first being Ethan from Talking to Mickey, friend of the podcast, yeah, the one who ruined our Halloween poll, yeah. so he owes Ethan us this much. Ethan was kind of obligated to uh, say, say some thoughts, wasn't he? Ethan, very droll, says... This might surprise you, but I love this film. <laughs> the way this film encapsulates the book almost perfectly without seeming too bloated impresses me. The details throughout hinting at the other world, other father's song will always keep an eye on Coraline, button in the eye. Uh, he says, furthermore, so wonderfully animated with an amazing soundtrack. I cannot say all the things I love about this film. My boy Keith David added again, chef's kisses. <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah. A friend of the podcast and friend of Talking to Mickey specifically, Andrew Ashevsky, says, Haven't watched it in a while, but from what I remember, it's great. Amazing stop motion and a phenomenal voice cast, especially Keith David as the cat. He, gonna, he was, I think we all agree with, we that. All agree with that. He's yeah. got the perfect voice for that character. Yeah. <laughs> Paul and Griff. We love you, Paul and Griff. We do. Haven't seen it. <laughs> Need to hunt it down before this episode airs. <laughs> Lol. 
And then finally, M at Verbal Diorama, who you've heard me go on about over and over again. She does the podcast solo, and I don't know anybody who does a better solo film history or film review podcast than M at Verbal Diorama. And she says, Coraline is brilliant. I've done an episode on it myself, so that's always a good indication for what's great. Winky face. <laughs> uh, so if you disagreed with us and you love Coraline, I'm going yeah. to throw this out there. Give uh, Emmett Verbal Diorama. Uh, I think it's just Verbal Diorama if you go on to any of your podcasters. Give that a listen because she will definitely have um, a better of- – well, she, not a not better. No, she will give you an alternative take, take on take, it yeah. than us. Uh, yeah. I think she's more of that visual storytelling sometimes. Yeah. Uh, whereas I think we know I can be quite. I think Liam, you're kind of the same way in that regard. Yeah. That if it doesn't have the story, I kind of reject what's in front of me, no matter how pretty it is. Yeah. So that's me. Um. No age game, age game. No need to play the age game because they're all animated. So I'm not guessing how old their voices sound. <laughs> so all that's left is to talk about our ratings. And before we do that, Liam, look away for a minute, would you? Because no. I got to think about what we're doing next week if everything goes according to plan. I'll still announce it. Uh, all right. So let me just get back here and da 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 da. Excellent. So. Uh, ratings. What did you give this for a rating? So let's start with you, our own resident Raggedy Andy, Liam. Well, funny you should say that because of the hair color. Okay. I actually, I actually liked her hair color, blue. <laughs> um, I also liked the better mother hair cut. I thought it was quite good. Yeah. Um, so because of that, I'm going to give it a strong five. A strong five. <laughs> <laughs> a strong five. <laughs> I thought you were going to like, like win waves. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shoot, Liam's going to kind of come down. I'm actually quite positive on this. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> We've talked about the animation is phenomenal. It We've is. talked about the voice acting, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for them, I'd have gave it a two. Uh, <laughs> I will never watch this film again. I found it creepy. I don't like creepy things. I don't like this sort of stuff. Um, but I do appreciate yep. what went into it, yep. the technical side of things. I agree so, um yeah, it's not my kind of movie. I'll never watch it again. But it's a, but it's a strong five. <laughs> a strong blue head five. A strong blue head five. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ellie, you are up. Um, so I think it's a really beautiful film and I enjoyed it, but I, 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 didn't, I don't love it. I mean, okay. yeah, the story, the story could be better, but it's interesting and the animation is incredible. So I'm giving it a seven and a half. Seven and a half? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll be interested to hear yours. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll start with I'll start with the rating actually rather than build. To You're it. not you like me aren't unfair with the ratings. No, I'm not because I not really. I'm not. This if, is the worst. I'm, if I'm calling a spade a spade, I think at times the girls were a little bit too punitive. With they the films. are. I they think are, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like some of the films we've given threes to. I'm like, oh come on, yeah, <laughs> come yeah, yeah. on. Because I could easily, I could yeah. easily gave this a two, but. You know, really fairness with everything else. The question is, is this a bad movie? And I don't I don't think this is... No, I can't say this is a bad no. movie. I can say it's nowhere near in the conversation of best film ever, no. which is what we're here to talk about. Yeah. And so um, there are elements... The, the voice acting and the artistry, I cannot fault. No. It looks beautiful, and I appreciate the work that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on that side of it, th- I mean, those are un- unquestionably very, very strong positives. But then on the flip side... Uh, I talked more than once about the fact that, you know, 
I really had a hard time engaging with the story because I found it to be maybe a little bit too fantastic for my liking. I don't like those visual. I'm not a big Pan's Labyrinth, Guillermo del Toro, Shape of Water kind of guy. Uh, At the end of the day, I would much rather watch something by the Coen brothers where people talk at each other Mm. with very little anything. Just put them in a room and let them talk. And let me just see faces yeah. than visual, spectacular, whatever. So you have to have that at the heart of it. And so I didn't uh, feel there was much heart in this and, movie. And I felt it was very, it was it was it was a it was sort of a thing of spirited away. I, I didn't care about Coraline. I didn't care about no. what was that guy's name? Wybe. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I, I cared about other father. It's a he's the only character I yeah. really I care about other father and I care I about other about I care about other Wybe. Oh yeah, a little bit. And the cat. And the cat, yeah. And the cat, but the cat, I never thought the cat was in danger. No. The cat, I'm like, he's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, strangely <laughs> enough. So as a result, I went six. Yeah, I see that. Six bottomless wells out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, like so much that like we said, like even Wybie, when he's trying to be thrown out of the well, I didn't care. Yeah, no, didn't. <laughs> I'm like, is the movie over? I cared about the, about the hand getting disposed of. That was about it. I don't want yeah. Other Mother to win. No. But I didn't really care about the safety of YB or Coraline. No. no. And she's a little bit too smug at the, ah, I was, yeah. so a five, a six, and a seven and a half, this might be the lowest score we've yet to give a film. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, Liam, I think you and I were fair on it. I think so. I don't think we went two. No. No. So all that's left is for us to talk about what we're doing next week. Exciting. If all things go according to plan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and, this, and I hope so. So what is on the docket, uh, however we end up doing it, is um, it is that season. And I thought we need to dip our toe somewhat a little bit in something that's got Christmas-adjacent kind of feelings to it. And this is actually one of the films we talked about a little bit today. Can I guess? Oh, because I'm terrified. I'm terrified if you guess one, I don't, and you go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 the pressure. So we did talk about how there is a Christmas party. We did talk about how there is a Santa costume. We did talk about how there was a story of bringing people together. Um, we did talk about how it was the underdogs coming up to overrule everybody else. We even talked a little bit about a gorilla. Trading places. We are doing trading <laughs> places. <laughs> that weren't what I was going to go for. No, I <laughs> Now, Trading Places is the film we are going cool. to tackle. It qualifies, first it, off. Yeah. It qualifies. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. And you know what? We haven't had a proper comedy in a while. And Eddie Murphy in this movie is so spot on. We haven't done any Eddie Murphy yet. And this is Eddie Murphy's golden age. Oh, he's golden so age. good in this. He's very good. Uh, it's really interesting. Uh, Ralph Bellamy. Yeah, yeah, is going to have a big part in this, and we talked about him in Pretty Woman. So the yeah, old guy did, yeah, from Pretty yeah. Woman is has a major part in this, as is Don Amici, who yes. played the old dog in uh, Homeward Bound: The Incredible Journey. He's also in um, <laughs> Cocoon. Oh, is he? Yeah, and it's and this is nature versus nurture yeah. is what this is, mm-hmm. and the idea and that concept of what ha- what would happen if privilege, the big concepts, big ideas that we still talk about today, mm-hmm. what would happen if we gave other people the same starting points in life, and what would that mean for you? And it looks at this through a really comedic lens, uh, including some really interesting cameos, which are going to be quite interesting to look at as well, because there's some nice little sort of yeah. parts. Of- so you've seen it, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. I probably saw it last time I saw it was probably about a year ago. Okay. It's been a few years for me. Ellie, I'm guessing you may not even have heard of this. I heard of it. Oh, you heard of it today. (laughs) Had you heard of it before that? Uh, I'd heard of it, yeah, but I've never seen it. It is, we decided it was a Christmas movie, thankfully. We did, yeah. I look forward to giving you my views on that after we've watched it next week. It will be, 
I think it's very different from Coraline. <laughs> it's a little gem of a movie, to be fair. It is. It is. And it's early 80s, and production values are always limited from the early yeah, 80s, yeah. especially when they shoot outside. And they shoot a little bit of this outside mm-hmm. on location. Hey, so, Trading Places next week, there's, a, there's some things that haven't aged well. No. I'll, 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 I'll sort of precursor that with it. Um, but we'll deal with it as as, as, as it comes across. Yeah. And uh, it, it opens a forum for, 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 for conversation. So, there is that. Uh, interesting that no one talks about that, but that, that, that that's a message for next week, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, next week it is going to be Trading Places. All right, so please join us next week when we tackle the Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy film that really kind of makes Eddie Murphy a, a legit movie star. Maybe. Yeah, it puts him on the map. Definitely. Yeah, in Trading Places. So for Best Film Ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. And I promise you there's no buttons on my eyes when I say this, but some people might refer to us as the other movie podcast. We like to think of ourselves as the better movie podcast. We'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop. line from this pile. <laughs> and you had all that time to think about it. Oh, geez, I didn't. I was sitting there going, uh. I went, and this is the part where I usually say something pithy. Um, but no. And like this podcast, we go through the tunnel and come to the end. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know. We can't really talk about another, the other podcast, can we? And, and exit the podcast with a promo for talking to Mickey. That would be a bit off. No, that's a bit <laughs> off, yeah. This is the... Um, <laughs> Uh, Zippy, this is no, this had no dialogue that was like no. this, it was well written. Okay, all right, you got it. I think so. Oh, I think well so. You. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be unimpressive from that reaction. We'll, we'll try it. Let's, let, yeah. let, let, let me know what you think. Yeah.